and welcome everybody to podcast number 80 presented by five pin universe i'm your host kerry kreitz we have the regulars tim and dexter wiseman and db our favorite christmas sweater i know it's special one you might as well show it off while you can yeah here. well tim's got a better one though i think tim's got okay well there's we'll go into tim here first then you got my rudolph <laughs> yeah well, yeah yeah are you working over christmas yeah on and off <laughs> <laughs> That's a dad I'm wearing matching pajama bottoms too, fellas. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't own one of those ugly Christmas sweaters, so I couldn't join in the yeah. fun. But Jerry, I was jamming out to the opening uh, music there. Like you did a good job on that little intro. You like that royalty-free? Yeah, I was gonna say, is that <laughs> copyrighted from somewhere, or did you like create that your own little jam yourself? Oh, that is uh, found on the interwebs for free. <laughs> nice. uh so we'll do our normal spiel here um we just want to thank everybody that's a patreon member um we'll put them up on the on the screen here for everybody that's watching look at martin Um, talbot on the in the bottom hey buddy you don't have to pay to be on it be on here (laughs) (laughs) our freshest uh patreon member so as little as two dollars a month or you can do it for one month and then cancel it whatever you want to do helps us um, run these podcasts and keep doing all these live productions and um, cool events like the Eight Gamer and hopefully the Team Pro League. So um, keep becoming patrons. And uh, I think if you subscribe to the top tier, Brett Hendrickson, I forgot to send you your merch, but uh, it's in the mail here. Maybe it'll be a Christmas present for you. But if you subscribe <laughs> to the top top tier, we send you a piece of merch and uh, we'll be updating the merch here. Um in a short while too. So get some pretty cool stuff. And then we'll turn this over to uh, all-star bowling. They help us out um, by um, advertising on our podcast and helping us cover costs as well. So we'll run the commercial and we'll bring in our special guest for podcast number 80. All right. And our special guest of the week, Martin Talbot, all the way from Hamilton, Ontario. He looks like an angel with the light coming down on him. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm a little bit for you. I'm not wearing a hat like the rest of those Wiseman twins there. <laughs> I wore a hat once and they were like, welcome to the club. Thank you for wearing a hat. I'm like, man, I got to work the flow as long as I can. Until <laughs> I need to go, then, it's, uh, then we'll work it. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, Talbot? How are things? They're good. Thank you. Um, Glad to be on. Uh, yeah. Of course, uh, through the pandemic, things are a little crazy, but uh, we're we're working through them. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to have you on. You've come highly recommended, and we know that you're coming with your A game. And uh, I think we've prepped you enough that there's going to be a lot of name dropping out of there, a lot of good stories. So we hope everybody's going to enjoy the show and listen to some good Martin Talbot stories. Um, first, though, fellas, we've got some business to take care of. Um, Tim, you no nomination for a three-shot challenge. Our friend Palmer Hagen here in Edmonton's recycling uh, the three-shot challenge. And not sure anybody in the bowling world has seen uh, the quantity of, of shots that have shared in the last mm-hmm. few days. So Tim decided to nominate all of us for tonight's episode. Yeah, I thought it'd be a little bit of a fun thing. It's Christmas and it's uh, we're all about giving and, and gifting. So um <clears throat> I thought it'd be a good little fun little thing to start off the podcast with. So nice. I, I know Dexter can't do it today. He's on his meds. So um, 
Yeah, so Destry can't. So he'll sit back and you know enjoy the rest of us. But uh, I'll do I'll I'll do the three shots for him. So uh, for our audio listeners, we might want to uh, say Dexter's not crazy. It's just normal medicinal medication. (laughs) (laughs) So what uh, what shots are you drinking, Tim? Um, Well, I'm gonna do the spice box gingerbread spice whiskey. I'm gonna decide. Christmas. All of them, yeah. You know what? I have a lot of gin downstairs. I don't feel like chugging so, a bunch of gin. Are you having six because Dex, you're drinking Dexter's too? Is that what I hear? You know what? Uh, I'll do six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, boy. We need. We definitely need some Bro. people signing up for Patreon for this too. So. Yeah. Like, 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 like Daryl Bradley. Like Daryl Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh... the, the last time we saw you, Martin, we were serving you the drinks. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's quite possible. <laughs> what, uh, what do you have in there, Martin? What are your drinks? Um, I've got, uh, I had to go, uh, searching for a couple, but I've got a vanilla spice, uh, some gold schlager. Oh, nice. This, I see my that. Favorite. this is a, it's, it's a maple cream liqueur from Quebec. Now you may be able to find it in English called Cabot Trail, but, um, it's uh, pretty smooth in the hot tub. Unfortunately in the hot tub, I don't drink it, uh, by the shot in the hot tub. It's usually a full glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of it. Carrie, what are you drinking today? Uh, I am bitching out and just doing some butter ripple because I do not have any hard liquor left in my house. If people seen my three shot challenge, I drank whatever was left. So. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, I'm doing the butter ripple too. So I'm, I'm a little bit of a schnapps guy. Golf tournaments, you'll see me with a few balls of schnapps. So that's it for sure. Finishing the end of a Jaeger. And then uh, I'm near the end of uh, Pink Whitney, so we'll get to the end. What? Okay, so people have to enlighten me about this Pink Whitney thing. I've seen it a lot lately. Where yeah. did it come from, and what is it, and why are you drinking it? It's, it's from uh, so Ryan Whitney. Um, uh, he made it uh, with Barstool Sports, and uh, it's been out for about a year now. You're now there, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's uh, it was a huge craze, and you couldn't even get a bottle. It's it's like a, a a pink lemonade vodka that you can drink straight on the rocks and it's super good. So it's like it'd be really good on the beach. Part of that. It's good. It's a, it's a it goes in your soda or it goes in a you know it's it's a lighter water even yeah right yeah. It, it's all right. Okay, hmm. well let's uh, let's Enjoy go. Boys. Boys. Here's number one. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. I got some oh. good uh, shot glasses today too. It, it mm. looks like Tim is really looking forward to doing six of these. Here's my boot. Look at his face. Oh, I mean, let me do two. Let me do two to your one. So might define. Might have to find another host. He might be passed out by ten or. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know when the last time baseball? is. I done three shots. <laughs> oh, we're still going. We're going in. Yeah, keep going. All right. Sorry, Cindy. <clears throat> oh boy. Okay, well, I'm glad that's done. Uh, I'm not really uh, going to nominate anybody, though, in this. So I think the game starts stops with me, party pooper. <laughs> that's right. You already owe me a bottle, so I'm good with it. I do owe you a bottle, and Matt Schultz, apparently. So anyway. I was already nominated for the floor by Steve Cummings, so this is the second time I've had to do it. There you go. Oh, yeah. That was good little good fun to get it going. 
Um, you know, good last few days seeing everybody yeah, throwing the bowling ball to get some <laughs> get some shots going. Palmer crushed it. He's a champ. Joey Wood crushed it. T- right? Tim, you don't have to do six. I'll do it for you, buddy. Uh, yeah, he does. What number are you on right now? That's five. Five? Spicebox like, was the wrong choice. Uh, Gino's calling me on a buffalo. Right? This could be a quest, but I think I was using my left hand, but it's just because I'm using the camera. Raise I'm your left hand. Using my right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that could be a false buffalo caller, Mr. He didn't, he didn't say buffalo. He didn't say buffalo. He didn't. You're just asking. He's just giving me the fatherly advice. Thanks, yes, you know? yeah. Oh, Kathy! Uh, However, Kathy did just call you. Now, now, Martin, (laughs) did I see that Kathy? Is that your your sister? But she said that's a good brother up there earlier. So I just oh no, oh Tim, Tim. he was talking about Tim. Tim Tim Okay, no, I didn't see that. (laughs) Throw it out there. I know (laughs) Kathy's been talking a couple times on that. Maybe Kathy wants to join uh, for the the segment of what's my score that will play at eight o'clock. So, Kathy, give us a, a yay or nay if you want to play What's My Score. See if you can guess the score nice and quick. We'll send you a link and get in there. So that we'll still do that at 8 o'clock. Um, lots to get to, lots to cover here. Um, obviously, let's start quickly. We'll do a, a little bit on this on the 8 Gamer because people are probably a little bit curious on where that's at right now. Um, yes, Matthew, you're in. Love to see that. Um, so Carrie will send you a link and we'll get going at eight o'clock. We might need one more player if anybody's listening right now that wants to play. I'm happy to add you into the mix too. So singles eight gamer, De- uh, Carrie, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, the last few scores here, where we're at now? So might have some yeah. bad news for me and you. Yeah, it's uh, not looking too good for us, but uh, <laughs> I'll pop it up on the screen here. So we had made a change to the top twenty-four. Yeah, make the cut. Right, thinking that would be enough for Carrie and I to adjust the rules that we're going to get in. <laughs> Maybe we'll expand it to thirty-two now. Yeah, no, uh, right. No, no, no uh, just due to the numbers, we decided to expand to twenty-four cut. We seemed that that would be more reasonable if we got to one hundred and fifty entries, but we are at one hundred and ninety-eight registered entries now. So, awesome. Um, Sylvain was lucky enough to get his last shift in today before. Um, the Ottawa area shuts down for their 28 day lockdown. And uh, he shot a 400 and a 2395 to move up the second spot. Look at that five game block in there. Yeah. It's huge. 309, 311, 328, 335, 400. Oh, wow. That's now, crazy. Can you tell me something about Orleans uh, Bowling Center? I don't know a lot about that. Apparently, it's good. Martin, do you know know much about Orleans, Martin? I don't. um, I think I bowled there maybe 20 years ago, but um, I don't know much about it. But uh, I agree. Let's go there. I think that's what Doug McCaw shot his perfect game uh, at C5 Nationals, I think, actually. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anybody out there know if they're a 17-inch base or 18-inch? Kathy said smaller bases right there. Yeah. Yeah. So So, um. We should go down a 30 second spot. Are we going to open it up to 30 second? I mean, no. Go down no. a 30 second. I want to see what's on. The- oh, 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 Tim. Oh, Tim. Oh, Tim. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> We're talking about 30 second. I don't know. Just food for thought. I don't know. Uh, so, so sitting right now, actually, Daryl would be sitting 24th because Mitch is double entered in the top 24. So he can only acquire one spot. 
So that would be getting Daryl the 24th spot. Yeah. But we know there's quite a few days left. Well, no, I think we need to shut it off, guys. Like, we probably need to cut it. Like, today is probably the time of the time that this podcast is done. We need to close close it off. I'm going to go find some friends. We're going to go play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, unreal. 109 or 198 paid registered players. It's awesome. At this point in time. Um, I love uh, looking at that scoreboard. I love seeing Chantal Sear in that third spot. Yeah. She yeah. is such a gamer in these big events. She's uh, she's at club tour all the time, and she's always up there. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. She bowled unreal. I'm, I'm guessing, like, I know they're all great players, but the top three spots are held by one center. It might have pretty good pinfall is my guess. Yeah, exactly. You still have to shoot, though, right? Like, oh, I mean, yeah. you're shooting average totally. 300. I mean, you still got to throw a ball. You still got to hit the middle or the side of the middle. It's not, you know, um, we might joke about pie houses, but this is, I mean, you still got to, you still got to throw a ball, right? Oh, let's be, let's be fair. Everybody in the top, you could say the top 40 are all 250 players. It's just who's who's getting up at the time and playing well, right? But, but I mean, like what I like about it is every province that was able to participate has somebody (laughs) up there and, uh, and even the lesser-known centers all got sort of um, like you, like you have Dawson Creek in there. You have yeah. you have Matt Phillips from Dell Lanes. A lot of people don't know about right. It, it's great that everybody got a little piece of the pie in this whole thing, and I think it's just absolutely awesome. So um, yeah. it's a win-win for everybody. I think so. That's all good. I know is uh, apparently Sherwood Bull has to get their pinfall up. Yeah, no, it gets a few bases. But- <laughs> but, but look, there's, I mean, there's me and Daryl are the only two from Bonnie Dune that made it. Well, it was, yeah, we're, we're the only two that played in Bonnie. No, yeah, you know what? Mark Doss, I'm sorry, Mark Graf, Graf. I mean, 67% made it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, if it, if it would have prolonged here in Alberta, guys, I think in all fairness, we would have seen a lot more entries out of Bonnie Dune. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's a yeah, lot so- of players here in Edmonton and Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have played there, you know. We could rattle the, 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 you know, the Evans, the the Tyler's, the Weber's. Like guys would have been playing there and throwing another shift. So um, it is what it is. Obviously, getting to 198 so far. There's still a week to go. We're going to get over 200. Um, we're definitely going to do more of these. Obviously, the challenge is going to be now is when we run the finals, uh, respecting that every province <laughs> is going into different lockdowns and different, you know, rules. Um, you know, Ottawa, 28 days. We're not running the finals until everybody's back able to play. Um, we'll take our time. We'll do our thing. We'll set a date well in the future that everybody has enough time to plan uh, and organize to play it. There's a lot to organize from a production schedule. I know Carrie's already, you know, got the little hamster rolling about how do I do this and this and this and this. And it's going to be a great show. Uh, we're really looking forward to putting it on that day. Um, and uh, And we'll have some fun. So... Yeah, we, we may even have to look at um, maybe running it over a couple weekends, maybe do yeah. some pre-recording and stuff like yeah. that. But whatever whatever will work for the majority of the 24 players that make the cut is what we'll run with. If we can't get everybody, um, Daryl's been working out on a pay structure situation that we can uh, help cover those people's situation if they can't make the playoffs and stuff like that. But we are definitely going to try and get all 24 or as close to as we can. Yeah. So. 
So right right now it looks like that I'm the only one in charge of this. Um, so <laughs> we are screwed. You guys are no. screwed. You couldn't yeah. even figure out how to get your audio to work today. Yeah, I, I didn't. I think my audio to work. And to be honest with you, yeah. if um, if I'm the only commentary, um, we're screwed. Yeah, there's a lot of f bombs and a lot of a lot of a lot of censoring. So I I heard Martin has lots of free time lately. Yeah, he does. No, yeah. <laughs> so we're good on the eight gamer. Let's uh, let's move on from eight gamer. Get your last shifts on. Next week we'll do another little live stream and update at the end of the thirtieth. If you can still play, go get your shifts in. Um, payouts, final payouts, will all be you know shared once it's all done. It's all based on percentages. Um, we're still running it, so so we're good on we're good on eight gamer. Thanks there. Um, but yeah, Martin, let's go to you. What um, what are you doing these days? What's what's new and hopping in, in your world? You, you work for Allsco. Tell us a little bit more about what you're doing these days. Uh, I do work for Allsco. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with that. Um, <laughs> thinking about just the uh, Edmonton Bowlers have almost all worked at Allsco or know of at one point. Yeah. At one point, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, of course, I got into Allsco when Steve had transferred here, um, and that's a story in itself. So, yeah, I've been there 15 years. It's been a little stressful these days, um, of course, uh, with all the shutdowns we've had. And uh, it's not been a fun time for me the last couple of months, laying people off. And um, especially at this time of year, we just had to lay off two guys this week. Uh, right. So the COVID, restri- the COVID restrictions are really uh, putting a damper on things. Um, and it's, it's hurting a lot of people, unfortunately, but it is what it is. We have to move on, uh, make the best of it. Right. So what you're in Hamilton area, right? There's, there's Steve Turpin. That's a terrible hire. But he's been here. Yeah, something wrong. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't fire me. So he moved back to Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> so what are COVID restrictions right now in your Hamilton area? So in Hamilton, we went to uh, lockdown on Monday. Um, and then the rest of Ontario that isn't in lockdown. So Toronto, uh, the Brampton area, and uh, I'll say the the York area, which is Richmond Hill, uh, if that's familiar with everybody, is in lockdown. Um, the rest of the Ontario province will go into lockdown starting Boxing Day morning. Okay. Um, except for Northern Ontario. Now, I'm not sure where that border starts. I'm thinking anything north of Barrie um, will uh, not quite be, will be in a lockdown, but only 14 days as opposed to 28 for everybody else. I think I need to look at a map of Ontario again. Yeah. Well, it's, it's pretty clustered, right? There's a lot yeah. of stuff going on. Um, yeah. Schools, schools, they'll be out for, so my kids won't go back to school the very first week. Um, they don't. High okay. School, high schools will be out till the end of January. End of January. They're out. So they're doing online learning. They're doing online. Right. All yeah. high schools and junior highs. Uh, and junior highs. Uh, yeah. Elementary uh, one to eight unless they're in junior high, will be off the very first week, and that's it, unless they extend. That's similar to what my kids are here in Alberta. So I've got one in junior high and one in elementary, and junior high is has been at home for the last month doing online learning. Uh, I think they're both scheduled to go back to school on January 11th. Gotcha. Right? But that obviously could adjust. I mean, Alberta is in that technical lockdown, I think, until guys what. January 13th for you, Tim yeah. Dexter? What's the? Um, yeah, well, they said January 10th, but then they yeah. moved it January 12th. We could open up, right? So, yeah. That's, something like that. I mean, at minimum right now, anyways, that's 12th. Like, <laughs> and that first week I, of January. I have a feeling we're extending it for sure. Right. Yeah, there's no doubt okay. about it. Yeah. Um, 
that's enough uh, COVID talk. Martin, let's talk bowling. Uh, guys, we're all here to talk about some bowling and get into some history and, uh, and, and dive into Martin Talbot. So, Martin, let's start in the early years. Where did you start five-pin bowling? Do you remember the, the early days? Tell us, tell us more. I, I do. Um, so my dad managed a bowling center in Burlington called Roseland Bowl. Um, and I, one of my younger stories that I remember, I think it was five or six years old, and he'd always tell me, don't go turn on the lanes. Don't go bowling until I see you. And, of course, you're a kid. So I do remember climbing up the counter, and it was an old double diamond. The <laughs> buttons were behind the counter. You had to lift up and push them. And I forgot that the bowling balls made noise. So, of course, he caught me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I started there at Roseland. I ended up uh, going to Waterdown after that. <clears throat> Um, which you guys have heard. I know Mitch, you guys have heard Mitch on the podcast yeah. about his doubles league at a water down. Totally. Water down Hamilton, right? Uh, it's, 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 it's a suburb of Hamilton. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, it, it's a bit of a funny story. I was kind of recruited to go bowl at Sherwood. Hmm. Uh, we're at a four steps tournament and I didn't have any big YBC career um, four steps wise or anything like that. Uh, my YBC career kind of took off when I was 15 and that's when I moved to Sherwood and started bowling there. A guy saw me at four steps and he's like, yay, you got to come and bowl with us. Um, a gentleman by the name of Chris Jones. And I started playing there and then all of a sudden uh, got into some different coaches, which I knew from my dad bowling. Um, and a gentleman by the name of Tom Patterson, not the uh, same one from Saskatchewan, but Tom Patterson from Ontario, a Hall of Famer here as well. Um, saw me playing one day and had me switch to three steps as opposed to playing from way at the back. Uh, and that's when things started uh, clicking. Now, not to date you at all, but like what <laughs> what age? What, but let's date you. Like let's. Well, like, I think you're dating yourself too, Daryl. Yeah. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so in the eighties, you would have been playing YBC. In the eighties, yes, I was playing YBC. <laughs> nice. I think I moved to uh, yes, Gino Sherwood is was awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so in the 80s and then, but it was probably 1990 um, where things started clicking for me. Uh, 1991, I went to the, uh, I, I was on a team. We went to the Ontario Winter Games. Uh, it was a whole bunch of sports uh, involved. Mm -hmm. um, uh, myself, Patrick Brennan, uh, Chris Jones again, uh, John Young, uh, Jeff Young's brother. Me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the, and then Patrick, uh, Patrick Brennan ended up being my best friend and, uh, Jason Warren, uh, who is Mike Bates's nephew who ended up marrying my sister <laughs> all the way back then. Huh. Uh, <clears throat> Rob Ward was our coach. I'm sure you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the name Rob Ward and, uh, we went to winter games and that was really our first experience. Patrick Brennan and I are now best friends ever since then from that. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it was a really, really neat uh, experience. And I'll never forget that tournament. We are in Cornwall, and uh, Walter Heaney introduced this bowler, and it was Bernie Menard, who didn't live very far. Bernie Menard, yeah. And I remember looking around like, this is cool, right? Like, this guy is here to watch us bowl. How exciting is that? Fun. <clears throat> That's awesome. Now, is Ontario – as close as a bowling family as what 
Alberta would be? I mean, we don't know. We don't, I mean, obviously some tournaments and some nationals and some stuff. Is it fair to say that, I mean, it's a really tight bowling family down there as well. I mean, you've just said to it, that you know, your sisters are marrying people, bowlers and, and that stuff. Is that um, It is. It's funny you should ask that because uh, when you guys had asked me to be on the show, I had a friend over on Saturday night and um, we used to be wrong. You're allowed to have friends over out there? Uh, no, we're not. We were in the and They were playing Saturday night. We we closed the garage door. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I was talking to him, and he, so they bowled at Bowlerama Stony Creek, uh, which used to be Lucky Strike. It was a Jack Fine bowling center. And we had such a hatred between, and I don't know if you guys ever had that when you guys bowled YBC or if you guys got along, but I haven't since that time haven't experienced such a hatred between two centers to the point where we were lined up ready to fight at times. We had a guy slash one of our guys tires. Oh, really? Wow. In the wow. the bowling tournament. It was, it was nuts. Um, now <laughs> the guys that I we're, we're the closest of friends. Now um, we all hang out together. We all, I mean, the wives all get together. The kids can't wait to play together. They're all playing Fine. Fortnite and so on. But it's just so funny that we got together and we just, yeah, there was such a hatred. It's like, there's no way. Oh, where, you, where do you bowl? I bowl Lucky Strike. Yeah, well, screw you. Right? Yeah. There's no talking yeah. yeah. A little um, bit more here, like junior high or high schools, maybe like that type of thing. But I don't remember any bowling centers really having that type of hatred towards people. Um, you know, you're competitive and you wanted to beat. And we had the old Edmonton Bowling Center back in the day or, you know, from here. But I don't and I wouldn't say you guys would. Tim, Dex, do you guys have any like that type of thing? No, no, we, we oh. beat them. We beat them anyway. So, <laughs> so they hated you, but you didn't. Hate yeah. them. He's like, there, there was definitely dislike, though, like you didn't like a certain team or whatever that that situation was. But you didn't hate them. Like it didn't come down to tire slashing or yeah. beating them up in the parking lot or anything. But, but you definitely you disliked kid? Them. How about you though, Carrie? As a country kid, did you feel like I gotta beat those city boys? Or was it like, ah, we're just gonna go and bowl? I mean, did you feel that a bit? I'm sure they're they're you know. Um I wasn't huge in the four steps. I didn't make a lot of the four steps side of it, but uh youth challenge wise. And because you were always playing for a single spot on the all-star team to go to nationals like that, there was certain players that you wanted to beat, but there wasn't like, oh, I ha I have to beat all the Edmonton players or all the right. Calgary players. There's just certain players that you're always competing against. Right. But we gotcha. maybe one, maybe one player or two players we probably had a little bit of rivalry against, but uh, I don't know. I just had a uh, maybe. We had a little fight maybe in Bantams, but that was about it. Adex was Stefan Valencourt, maybe, maybe that was about it. Um, but right. I don't, I don't even remember. Yeah. I threw, I think I threw a bowling ball at him, but that was about it. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think I got a little, little hissy with him, but that, that was, but I mean, you look at it after a while, like we, we all kind of grew up together. Edmonton was a lot different than, than, than all that kind of stuff, right? So we all kind of, I, I think it's a different, like on the guy side too. Like I don't, I'm like no offense or anything, but like we just we just seem to get along really well out here. Like and and we do and we do with all the like the girls too. But like I don't know, we, it just everyone's super chill and we just kind of get along. Yeah. Uh, Martin, did you did you guys befriend the guy that slashed the tire? No, that's the real test. <laughs> no, um, but if, if I I believe he's an OPP officer now. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which is a funny story. I'm waiting for him to pull me over one day. 
Um, but uh, no, it's just, it's funny. I love that story because it came full circle and now totally. they're the best of friends. Um, one of the guys, uh, Eric Ridgeway, who's a very good bowler here in Ontario, hasn't quite made it to the national level yet, but he will. You guys will see him soon. Um, and uh, But he was one of them. And then, of course, uh, there was the Luker brothers and the Tim Jeffries and these guys. And um, it's just funny how it all came full circle. Yeah. Steve White. Um, yeah, Steve White from Steve White. Yeah. yeah. So he was a coach at uh, Lucky Strike, um, one of that centers. And uh, he's a Hamilton guy uh, originally. I think he, li- he lives yeah. in Sioux City now. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. He was up in Fort Matt for a while. He was a fiery guy. I remember him. We could throw a oh, ball yeah. and walk off the lane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can breathe. Yeah, <laughs> slow approach, right? I don't yeah. think there's a slower approach. Like we've seen, I mean, Mitch has a slow approach. Jim Head has a slow approach, but this guy was slow. Yes. Yes. We, we, we grew up with Gino, so I mean, I, I remember well, playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, he, he, he was managing Fort right? McMurray, was he? Not? He was in Fort I want Mac, to yeah. see somebody who can master the Jim Head impersonation. If anybody out there can actually <laughs> do and replicate what he does there consistently. <laughs> Yeah, I'd fall flat on my face. You'd win some prizes or something, right? So send us your best Jim Head impersonations so we can put together some clips. Or or Kim Chadwick. If you can do either of their... Yes. Oh, those, yeah. those are huge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there yeah. you go. It's like America's Funniest Home Videos. We're looking for clips to be sent in. Yeah. It, it's, it's the Nick Utley. You need yeah. to get the oh. Nick Utley. <laughs> there you go. What, so like, who's got the best form that would be the hardest to impersonate? You got you to you put a clown Nick nose Utley. on when you do Nick Utley, though. <laughs> <laughs> do we give t- 20 seconds to Nick's shift at the eight gamer? <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, you know he hey 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 he beat Cody Laycock, so he yes. Why did Cody Laycock only played the ninth and tenth or the eighth, seventh and eighth game? Uh, he he only sent in his last two games, <laughs> so uh, I don't know what happened the first six. But uh, yeah. Nick Nick was on a decent pace, but I guess the weather got bad out there and he started punching, so he decided to better of yeah. it just to go home. Yeah, because he showed it two eighty, and it's time to go yeah. home, right? Like, I'm yeah. Not, yeah. Well, yeah, I think he threw a couple balls in the game four, too, and was like, yeah, yeah I think I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Martin, let's go to the Open. Um, you've had a pretty successful career in the Open. Uh, it gets into the adults. Um, I, I read a stat, you know, you nine-time Ontario provincial champion. Um, love to talk more about your Open qualifying. How many times have you even made it out of Hamilton to the provincials? Um. Not as much as you would think, to be honest. Um, okay, so half the times. <clears throat> so um, every time ahead. you're bowling, you're making it to nationals, type of thing. Is that what you're saying? No, no, <laughs> no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I've only made it probably thirteen or fourteen times. Okay, but a nine times out of there—that's a pretty good percentage. Now, two of those were coaching, mind you. Seven of them as a player. Okay, um, but I think that's just uh, that speaks volumes about our zone. Um, you make a team out of our zone, you've got a great chance to uh, sure. to maybe go to nationals. Sure. Um, there's been a lot of battles with the Central Ontario zone, with the Jim Heads and the Ian Gavels and the Bill Schwemlins, Wade Thompsons, uh, and those. Yeah, Billy Schwemlin, yeah. Billy Schwemlin, yeah. <clears throat> Doug Brock. Uh, we've had some great rivalries with them. Um, but, I mean, the uh, the success as, of those Ontario championships only go as far as the team members that you have. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been fortunate to have some very strong teams. Uh, only twice did I win in, uh, prior to Mitch Davies showing up. And I mean, Mitch Davies shows up. Well, that's just going to boost everybody's confidence. Uh, even as a 19 year old, I mean, Mitch Davies, I'll be honest, he's probably one of the hardest players I've ever had to play with because you expect so much from the guy he misses. And it's like, well, what, you don't expect that from him. Right. Yeah, you do uh, in certain situations. What did he just strike to win? <laughs> I, yeah. I love that Mitch also eight gamer, a little plug there too, shot 21.86. And then I think the boys had some pops and he comes home with a 23 and a half, right? Yeah, so, and Dexter throws a text around to our, our group text like, well, next, that Mitch just needs to have a drink in his hand. So, But, but he, he makes no bones about that either. Nah. Every cash tournament, you see him wandering around like Julian with a drink in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. But now, Martin, were you out of those open teams, mostly men's teams, mostly uh, mixed teams? What were you playing? Uh, Mostly men's. I played on some mix. Uh, Our our first team that won, the first team I was a part of that was a mixed team. Uh, Back in 97, we were in uh, Calgary at, uh, at the Chinook, which I believe that's where you guys used to hold the autumn open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Yep. And yep. one of my uh, favorite memories of walking in that center was seeing all the leaves across the lanes of all the Canadian Open, uh, the Autumn Open champions. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "Who's this Bruce Mortar guy?" <laughs> one of five of them, <laughs> right? Like, I, I had no idea who he was, and um, <clears throat> which I was pretty fascinated with because all you saw was his name across. Yep. Uh, and that year, we ended up finishing second as a team. Um, uh, some of the members, uh, Stan Dotsey, uh, Mark Glover, Ian Wilson was our coach. Steve White was our scorekeeper, and we had paid for him to come out. Nice. Uh, um, and Andrew Strawn, Darlene Wolf. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was my first experience. The The one thing I do remember about that team was during qualifying, my dad missed by three pins. Wow. From making that mixed team. Oh, and that would have been quite the story to say to I mean, not saying we would have won, um, but uh, the caliber bowl in between the two players that uh, he would have beat out or the player he would have beat out wasn't much different. Uh, so that would have been a neat experience. Yeah, sure. We walked away with a silver medal that year. We lost to uh, to the Quebec team that had players like Elaine Godmare, Mark Medor, uh, Maurice Schwinnard, <clears throat> or Gerard. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was pretty... Uh, it was, it was it was a good experience for sure, and it, it's interesting. You're probably bummed about it now that you know, or bummed about it then you didn't make it uh, to win the gold. But now you know, you know, the silver medal and nationals is pretty good to hang on, right? I, I um, sort of felt the same no, way. Silver sucks. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I I don't blame him. I don't and, blame him. I'll them. tell you yeah. why. I I've been a player so I've had so many opportunities with some so many great teams to go to nationals, and I've never won a gold medal, and. And uh, uh, a funny uh, 2015, we were in Oshawa uh, at Nebs, and uh, I can't. I think BC won. I think yeah, BC won that year with uh, I think Jordan Schuss was on that team, and the uh, I'm gonna I'm, I know I'm gonna screw up their names. Uh, the Kassiak brothers, Koschicks, yeah, Koschicks, yeah. Uh, they won that year. Uh, the last day we were in first place going and we only had four games last four games. We got five points, uh, four games. The scoring was really tough that year. 
And the center finally caught up to us. Everybody was having their struggles at a certain point. And of course, ours came in the last four games. And I mean, you just couldn't do anything right, unfortunately. And uh, we, we dropped down from first to third and lost our first game. Um, another story, 2009, we were, we had a great, that was one of my favorite teams. Uh, Mitch Davies, Jeff Young, Dave Berkby, Eric Milne, uh, slash the Iceman. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Forrester. Uh, Kelly Martin was our coach, had a great, uh, had a great tournament. We played so well together. We got a great along as a team. And the first game we played Saskatchewan and Brad Moen shoots four or three at us. Yep. See ya. That was in Saskatoon, wasn't it? It was in Saskatoon. It was. That was that was the same year you saved Mitch Davies from Scott Barber, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I heard all about that. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it sounds like there's a good story there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, Mitch, being the fiery competitor, he competitor he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and, he and Scott, team, right? he's very competitor that Scott Scott is. <laughs> That's true, right. um, but uh, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I love Mitch. I, yeah. I'm gonna give you a funny Mitch story. I thought about this before I was gonna talk to you guys. It was, and uh, with my boy Bull and YBC now. Um, one of our highlights is Bull and the Family Tuso, and I don't know if you guys have that out. Yeah, out yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. So. Uh, driving home with my son one day and I'm explaining, I said, you know what? You don't have to bowl with daddy. You can bowl with anybody you want. And uh, he says, Oh, okay. I said, yeah, you can bowl with your, with me. You can bowl with your uncle. You can bowl with your dad, um, your aunt. He's like, Oh, okay. And then he pauses and he looks at me. He's like, dad is Mitch family. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, no, he's not. Yeah. Oh, my kids! My kids look up at Mitch. Uh, well, yeah. my son looks up. Actually, yeah. he looks down at him now. He's eleven. I think he's past him. But yeah, no, they. Uh, my Is, son always asks. I mean, you, I watch him bowl now on Wii, and he's like, "Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, let's just see. Is, Is Mitch watching tonight? If he yes, he he's is. watching. He, he actually texts us a story he wants me to ask Martin later. So. Well, how about this? <laughs> Mitch, here's your invite to come on to play What's My Score. Um, in 15, 20 minutes, we're sending you the link. Get your shit together. You're coming on to play What's My Score. Because apparently this podcast is actually about Mitch Davies and not about uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, it's always about Mitch, right? And Isn't apparently it? something happened in 2009. Is that what you were talking about, Martin? Or yes. is that a different story about Mitch Davies that we had to be saved again? No, nope, well, same there, one. There, there's, a funny, there's another funny story about 2009, which um, – <laughs> Which actually goes back to okay, you guys saw Lamar Jackson on the weekend. I don't know if you guys are big football fans, but he had to run off the field, and then McSorley got hurt, and everybody's yeah. wondering what what happened to Lamar Jackson. Well, yeah. everybody thinks he went to take a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, that happened to us in two thousand nine. The Iceman. We're playing Northwest Territories. Bulls a second frame, runs off the lane. I had just sat down and said I needed a break. And he's like, Martin, you're in. And he took off so fast to the bathroom. It's like, where the hell did he go? So, yeah, he pulled the Lamar that year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, update from Mitch. Mitch is uh, working today. So so he's not in. No, he's not. Yeah, unfortunately, he's, not in. He, he's, he's watching, but he shouldn't be watching. He's, he's, he's driving in a truck. What is he doing? <laughs> he works, he works, yeah. works for the railway, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> fair enough. 
Um, Martin, I do want to expand a little bit. You're talking about the autumn open and the leaves on the on the ceiling or whatever like that. So that tradition has actually continued on. So after Chinook, it went to Toppler Bowl. They did the same thing. And now it's currently at Paradise Lanes, and they still have all the leaves all the way back from 1974, I think it is, Yeah. to present. It just um, takes them a lot longer to put them up now. Well, especially <laughs> when a wise man wins it. Yeah. <laughs> Season later. Oh, Mine was pretty Pretty fast. cool. Yeah. Pretty cool tradition. So they don't put them up all year? They do. Yeah. Oh, they do? All okay. Year long. Yeah. Yeah. They and just the don't put up the next one. Well, they have theirs up too, Rose Bowl and the Green and Gold. And even you guys at TPC at Sherwood Park, you've got them up, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we took we waited until Weber was up for like a whole year, but then Lonnie was next week, right? So <laughs> we, we like we, we like Lonnie. We don't like Weber. So <laughs> <laughs> um Martin, I guess how has the Ontario open? I still want to talk open about how has it changed over the years? Um, number of zones, format, one day, three day. How? I mean, are we in the right place for the Open for for Ontario zones? Given obviously we'd be allowed to, or or where are we at with with the Open? Um, well, to me, no, we're not in the right spot. <clears throat> uh, when I first started the Open, there was twenty four zones. You're in four pods of six, um, and you had to you played each team. I think twice in your pod. Uh, if you won your pod, then you moved on. There was a couple wild cards. And then you played another uh, nine games, I believe it was, where you play everybody three times in a triple round, Robin. Um, now it's uh, you play everybody once, a single round, Robin, which I I don't mind because you, know, you get to see everybody at least one time. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I say that is before the Open, uh, back in the early 2000s, late 90s, it was an event. <clears throat> Um, Wednesday night, we, we had a function Thursday night. We had a, we had a beer night Friday night. We had hospitality rooms. Uh, and now it's just bowling. Um, right. you guys know me. I, I, prefer, I, as much as enjoy having fun than I am being at the lanes. Um, that's what it is for me. Um, I love playing on a team, but I want to, one of my highlights is if, if we win, I'm going to get to see a whole bunch of people that I haven't seen in a while. I'm going to have a drink with them. Yeah, there's some bowling involved, and maybe that's why I have too much. Maybe I have too much fun, and maybe that's why that gold medal has not been there for us. Um, but to me, now, right now, the open is just a bowling tournament, and to me, that has to change. Um, I need to, for me personally, I like the social aspect of things. Right. I want to see people. I want to chat with people. I want to get to know people. Um, and I think that go the knowing of people goes a long way, especially as we get older. And I say we, cause you guys aren't getting much younger either. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But let, let's talk to these young people outside of the bowling center, um, yeah. that are just joined to us. Yeah. And I think that part has hurt the game a little bit as well. I, yeah. We're the same. I mean, we're lucky in Alberta. We still do those events or we get together on the Wednesday singles, you know, Thursday, Friday, hospitality rooms, but I'm, I'm with you, Martin. I've, I've enjoyed the camaraderie and the cocktails afterwards as well. Um, you know, maybe too frequently as well, but you're right. It, it is, uh, it's all about the social side of games. Um, not so much the bowling, but you know, it's, it'd be tough to not have to do that again. I, I like the aspect um, in Alberta where you do start bowling 
fairly early in the morning and it runs a little bit late in the evening, but then you still have four or five hours to socialize, go mm-hmm. hang out in the hospitality rooms, do out the whoever's hosting that, that year, they have a special night or whatever. That is, that is the whole point of it. The gathering together, the competition is definitely a main purpose, but the socializing has got to be a big part of that too. Right. I think it's huge. I mean, um, I hope everybody after this whole COVID thing is finished, uh, will appreciate the camaraderie and uh, the get-togethers a little bit more often. Um, I, I felt the last five years, at least in Alberta, that we've probably forgotten about that. Um, I think the last big time we all hung out together was 2015 when we held it in Edmonton, where we had the big hospitality rooms. And yeah, the Delta was nice for that upstairs. Right, right. and and I think after that, everybody kind of did their own thing, right? And I think it's uh, I think we really have to get back to that. I mean, people kind of just miss doing their own yeah. thing. Um, I think that's it's missing the people, and I know Dexter can really attest that. He, I think, he really uh, misses that the most. I think so. Oh, 100 percent. And and the amount of the amount of messages that I've even received over the last little while about like just people just can't wait for the next cash tournament because they and they're like, you know what, I don't even think I'm gonna give a shit about the scores. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah. matter. They just can't wait to get back out to one of those events and just drink and talk and hang out and yeah. Yeah. And Martin, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge your statement about your having too much fun thing. I think I think the teams that generally have the most fun or the most relaxed and most deadly, honestly, almost always. Uh, well, I agree because uh, the tighter your team, the better you'll be, right? Um, totally. Back uh, when we won Provincials in 08, um, it, was, it was a new fresh start. Um, not a fresh start, but it was first time Hamilton had won in almost 10 years. And uh, the year after, in 2009, I hosted a dinner for the whole entire team. Um, come on over. I cooked some steaks, and some, we had met, we, and we just kind of hung out. I had just met my wife at the time, so it was her house, actually. <laughs> wasn't even mine yet. Um, had the guys over, and we had a blast. <clears throat> and to me, those are the memories I remember more than winning. Is oh. it, it, how you got there. It's not about the – I mean, the moments are important. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. how you get there is just as important. Um, so those team bonding moments um, are great. And here in Hamilton, and I'm sure it's probably the same for you guys too, but we played ball together in the summer. We golf um, together in the summer uh, for some that do. Um, so with our zone especially, and I'm sure it's like that with other zones, I sh- um, we, we do a lot of things outside of the bowling center. And that's important when it comes to forming a team and getting ready to go to a provincial and then a national if you make it. Um, there are different things. We're huge. We're huge like that in Edmonton, and I we think. Do a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and Alberta, actually, honestly, I think Alberta as a whole. I mean, even though Kerry's in Central, we hang out together. Um, even in Calgary, Calgary, we're close to Mark Miller's. We're close to the Derek Holmes and stuff like that. And. Um, we're we're yeah we're we're really close like that. So I mean, in general. Um, it's a huge, it's a huge thing for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just uh, uh, about three weeks ago, Jim Thorpe stopped by my house. He lives an hour and a half away. Nice. Yeah. Three-time Ontario Open champion, and uh, he just called us up, and him and his wife were in the area. And he says we're coming by for a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, didn't end up being one drink, ended up being more, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, just came by for one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, who comes for one, right? Yeah. Um, 
But no, it's uh, it's great to get those phone calls or those texts to yeah. say, hey, I'm in the air. I'd love to stop by. Um, I know you guys had Sean E. B. on uh, recently. Yeah. And his daughter, I, I believe it was Michaela, was bowling uh, nationals. And I knew he was here. And um, I said, hey, what are you guys up to this week? How is it things going? And he says, well, we're I thought I would see you at the center. I said, well, you're actually an hour and a half away. It's kind of far. Um <laughs> But they ended up going to Niagara Falls and they were driving right by our house. I said, come on by and we'll have a couple of drinks. And him awesome. and came by with the girls and they met my kids. They were playing in the backyard. It was a hoot. That's awesome. Cool. That's good to hear, you know, a cross-country connection, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's uh, let's chat about uh, in 2009, you played uh, as a singles at the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that experience for you? And tell us uh, a bit more about who you played there and how that went. Uh, it was an amazing experience. Um, it was my, obviously my first time. Well, no, sorry. It was my second time playing singles, uh, first time in the open, but I played earlier in masters. Um, but, uh, the experience was great. I wish I wasn't playing both. I'll be honest. It was a lot of bowling. Um, I, I mean, I always pick team before singles and it just happened that year that, uh, that was the year I ended up, uh, being on the winning team and winning singles. Um, uh, the bowling went great. I, I qualified first. Uh, I think I averaged, I think 275 and 76 in that range. I, I started off on a, I remember Karen Armstrong coming up to me and saying on the first day, you didn't beat my brother's record because <clears throat> I had a great first day. And, uh, even Andrea state straight Chuck, I believe it is now. Um, she had come up to me and she says, well, yeah, your low game was like 272. Um, the experience was great. I qualified first, and that year, uh, John Walsh ended up winning. Yes. Funny story about John Walsh. Yeah. Uh, he beat me as a player, and he beat me, if you want to say, as a coach, in the pit for his two gold medals. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. In 2005, wow. Uh, Wade Thompson had asked me to coach him. I was coaching the ladies' team in Edmonton. And um, he had asked me to coach him and lost to John Walsh. And that's when the two game uh, came into effect because Wade had averaged a ton. And John Walsh came in that game and shot 370 at him. And see you later. Here's your silver medal. Right. So it came uh, 2009, ended up playing John Walsh in the final again. I qualified first. He ran the ladder. There was an interesting player that year, Mitchell Seary. And from from uh, he's a candle pinner who had never bowled five pin until the open and was phenomenal. He was. It's a. I I love the story, and great human being too. Great guy. Yeah, I think he was what six eight six nine. (laughs) Massive, massive. Yeah, and he played John Walsh in the set in in the two three match. And he spared a split in the seventh or eighth frame. And the game ended up, they ended up tying 186 to 186, I think it was. <clears throat> and anyways, John ended up beating him in the second match. I played again and I played John. Um, I think I shot 270 the first game and lost by 10. I had the ball in hand and pitched out. So I had a second opportunity and uh, John beat me again. <clears throat> um, and uh, he ended up winning gold. I got silver medal. Um, I am proud of the silver medal because uh, it was a good event. I played, I, I qualified first. Um, gold would have been better, but it wasn't in the quite. It, 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 see, it, see, Tim, silver's all right. 
You know what, Martin? I have two silvers and masters. It doesn't feel any better, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, no. And you know what? People come up and say you had a great tournament. It it really doesn't freaking matter, does it? No, no. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. There was a reporter that weekend, and she was just standing there itching to talk to me. And I'm like, you want to talk to me, don't you? She's like, yeah, sorry. And I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I, I didn't bother. <laughs> I didn't bother. I was like, yeah, I guess it's a matter of, like you said, of how you, how you get that silver. You know, if you yes. itched out or if you were shitty your last four games and you only got five points, like you said, or you know what, you, you played good all weekend. You had a really good tournament and you had a guy like John Walsh who just ran hot in the two games in the final, and it is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, like yeah. Kathy says there, second is the first loser. You're right. But there's times when you can take happiness in being second place. We uh, still, still trade it for a team team medal. But let's let's talk, though. Um, 2005, you were a coach for the ladies' team and you won gold. So – I want to know more about that team um, uh, and how that dynamic and how everything went there at that, uh, that tournament. Well, there wasn't really much coaching involved. And uh, I, I don't know if you've seen the list of the team, but uh, Brenda Walters, Connie Ward, Barb McLaughlin, oh. uh, now Barb Hamilton, Sandy yeah. Lyons, um, Kelly Martin, and Shannon Glover. So you just yeah. sat down and said, have a good day, ladies? <laughs> well, what's funny about that year is I was like, in Hamilton, it's always been a habit that the sixth play, the sixth qualifier would start on the bench. It's always been that way. Yeah. I don't know if it's like that for you guys in Edmonton or in any Alberta zone. Um, but here in Hamilton, it was always seemed to be a rule that if you finish six, you start on the bench, no matter what. So – I can't remember who finished sixth that year. I, I believe it was Shannon Glover, and I didn't want to start her on the bench. And Connie had offered. She goes, you know what? I'll do it. I'm like, okay, sold. I don't care what team you're on. If you see Connie Ward on the bench, you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? I mean, you're, you're, one of your better players is on the bench. <clears throat> um, the, that was my first year. Rob Ward was originally the coach of that team, and he had said he couldn't make it to Nationals. And the reason I coached that team was as long as Rob was an assistant and he guided me um, through it all. And uh, so he didn't go to nationals. We went to nationals. And again, I mean, it's the old rule uh, players win coaches lose. Right. Um, but it really was uh, the fact in this case. Cause I mean, it was, it was a phenomenal team. Mm. Have you coached a lot or was that the only, you know, no, I coached on two other occasions. I coached the following year, um, had the same team, except I didn't have Shannon Glover. I had Allison Cummings. Oh, okay. One nice. game. And I'll never, the first day we sucked so bad. I don't, I, if I remember correctly, I don't think we won a match in our first day. <clears throat> and we had a big powwow that night. And I said, look, tomorrow's a new day. We'll make some changes and we'll see how it goes. And the second day we won nine games. Out of, ten, out of nine. And we qualified fourth in the stepladder. Unfortunately, came up short, lost our first match. But um, that was just as rewarding as it was with a gold medal win at Nationals to come back that good and have that kind of uh, grit to get through it. Yeah, that, that's actually what I was going to say earlier to uh, DB's comment about how you win a medal. We had our, our Masters team in, uh, I guess it would have been 2015 in Hamilton, where we were dead last after the halfway point for Masters. 
And uh, after that point, we won every match except for one. We lost to Quebec. And if we would have won that, we would have won gold, but we came in third. But we came out of absolutely nowhere. And that gold, that, sorry, that, that, uh, that bronze medal means everything to us. We were all super stoked on it because we had no right to even be close. So was Allison a, a, a tough person to coach, you're telling us, or was she difficult? Or... <laughs> no, Allison was not difficult at all. Okay, because I know she's an avid listener, and she's uh, actually Daryl's manager on his 5P University yeah. team. So, so, I mean, tough shoes to fill there. So, hey, let's let him. Manager. Manager. So, so really, Daryl's ego is like, Okay, yeah. don't pull me or uh, even yeah. easy and pull you from the team. Yeah, I okay, think, I, think I see how that works. Yes. Or I will. I know now, yeah, I see how that works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've known Allison since she was 14, and uh, I know who the boss is in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I did coach uh, a team one time, too. Uh, twice, I think. I did the, the Northern guys, and then I did the Edmonton guys. I'd like to have that, a do-over as well. Um, and just, you know, I was a player. Hang on. My girls are trying to get me a beer. Yes, dear. What was <laughs> <laughs> The beers are in the box, and I need an opener that's in the drawer. <laughs> get Paige if she needs the help. I mean, the, I mean, they're 12 and 10. You'd think that they would know this type of stuff. <laughs> um, but I, I was saying the coaching side of things. You know, it was – I thought as a player, I was – I could coach. I mean, I've played in the open nine times. I mean, I know how to make pulls and I think the game through, but you know, it's uh, it's something that I'd like to do over again. Um, you know, obviously haven't since, but there's the the rules and the certifications on all that stuff, but it's, it's totally different being a coach and being comfortable making pulls and motivating the team and going through stuff. So did you coach the men's team or a ladies team? I coached the Edmonton men's team. Yeah. So uh, coaching the ladies is a lot easier because you can't play. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I don't know Edmonton ladies I'm not going to lie speaking as an Edmonton rep um, they're difficult uh, <laughs> they are they're very difficult I'm not going to lie I think Edmonton men or, or mix might be a little bit easier <laughs> I, think, I think everybody I mean and, and that's the challenge of you know the coaches of putting you know of getting the mix of the players and the ladies or the yeah. men or the uh, you know the both of them you know, together and playing it's 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 a challenge, right? I mean, yeah. players can play, but coaches coach. And like you said, Martin, you said players win, coaches lose. That's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. I, I, if I may, there's another another coaching story I'd like to share. Yeah. In 2012, I coached the Hamilton men's team. So, and I say, and, and coaching a men's team is a lot harder, especially that I was a part of the last four teams, the last four men's teams. And now I'm coaching <clears throat> and I didn't qualify. And that year, uh, Mitch Davies, Jeff Young, um, the Iceman, and uh, who else was there? Uh, Mark Goulet, John Conti, and my brother, <clears throat> which made for 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 interest for first time he made a men's team, and I was and I was proud of him. He's a couple years younger than I am, and <clears throat> the first day I remember qualifying, uh, or first day of the Open Provincials, I let him play all day. All right, go and try do the best you can, do what you can. I'll pull you if I have to. The second day, he didn't play much. We're in the round robin. We qualified first. We didn't lose a game, not one. We went 14 and 0, I believe it was. Um, Mitch Davies will call it the best team ever from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I disagree because I wasn't a part of it as I was on the coach, but we'll <laughs> let. <laughs> 
But we're in the finals, and my brother's on the bench. <clears throat> and Mark Goulet's struggling up top. And I remember he picked seven and then – or sorry, six, and he picked again in seven. And I looked at Jeff Young, and I said, he's not coming out. The next ball, he throws through the hole. And I'm like, okay, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> and and I say this because how quickly does coaching moments change? Yeah. In thoughts, right? I never thought I was going to pull him, but he went through the hole. I throw my brother in, and my brother is completely clutch. He throws a strike in nine, throws a first one in ten. We ended up winning by about 40 pins. Um, so as a coach, coaching my younger brother, it's one of my uh, one of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. That team ended up winning. So obviously they won provincials. Yeah, I didn't get to nationals that year. Um, my wife was eight and a half months pregnant uh, when nationals were coming around. So I chose to stay home. Um I think I made the right choice. Yeah, you got the gallery there too. Love it. Yeah, she just brought me a drink. Um, but uh, no, it was a it was an easy decision to stay home. Jeff Forster took over coaching duties. They won gold medal at nationals, um, and one of the only go- the only gold medal I have is that one. Um, they had made arrangements to bring me back home a gold medal, um, even though I wasn't there. Well deserved, man. Well deserved. Let's uh, let's refill our drinks um, and let's get ready for some. What's my score? Um, we're a few minutes behind. We've got a great show going. There's lots of stuff to talk about. I know we want to get to CBC. We want to get the TSN um, experiences. We want to get to the Masters. Tim's got a little uh, little naughty list naughty list to, to talk about. Uh, but it's time to play. What's my score? Um, and uh, Carrie, how are we doing on our guests? We've got a couple that are going to join us here tonight. So Kathy and Tom are going to join us. Yes, and they are both ready to join awesome. the stream here. Let's load it up. Go right. fill up your drinks, guys, and we'll uh, we'll be back. I, as Martin and I, Martin, we we were able to have somebody bring us drinks. Hi, hi, hi Kathy. Hi, Tom. Hello, Hello. everybody. <clears throat> what Hello. do I do to embarrass myself now? <laughs> yeah, well, it looks like Kathy's already got a pen and paper ready to go, and she's got her own little cheat sheets and a score sheet and everything ready. Perfect. <laughs> we'll wait for Tim to get back, but he knows how this—he uh, knows how the game works. So, what we play um, is your maximum score in the last three frames. So, eight, nine, ten. If you bang out, what's your maximum? No, I don't. <laughs> so, eighth, ninth, tenth. What's your maximum score if you bang out? According to last week, one fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 180. Last three frames. I don't know. Last three frames, 90. How no, many five. You get on a strike. Five. How many points do you get on a strike? I forget. Hey, hey Martin, <laughs> you want to check out all the Hab stuff? Oh, I, I love the Hab oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's, Tim's back with his reindeer. So the maximum score in the last three frames would be 135. Yeah. One right? Three. Yes. So it, I'll basically tell you what your score is for those three frames. We're not worried about the first seven frames. We're really, the max score is 135. So I'll list off. We'll go chop, uh, spare, strike, uh, bang out, right? You're 120, right? So if you didn't get the first one. So how it works, I've got a bunch of score sheets here. If you look really quickly, you can get to know the answers. And there we go. So <laughs> what we'll do is the first person to three wins a, a piece of merch from the 5-Pin Universe. So you need to put your hand up 
And, and that's okay if we have pen and paper yet. So I need to be able to see your hand, and then I'll give you a call, and you get to tell me the answer. Yeah. Don't don't uh, worry. We don't. Like... Yeah. Don't pull a Steve Barker. A couple weeks ago, did did one of these, and he got to talk to me because I wasn't asking him. I was saying, "Where are you?" And he says, "It probably helps if I put my hand up in front of the camera." Okay. We're good. Yeah. First first one. Tom, do you have a question? Or you just already got hand up. He's ready. I've been putting up my hand. Tom, auto. Tom's like Tim last week. Tim's like, I'll just say put my hand up, and then it gives me a couple seconds. Smart, smart, wasn't it, eh? Yeah. Okay. Tom's got a pen, too. Yeah, that's okay. You're allowed to have a pen. I mean, why not? Tim barely even plays. Martin's going freestyle. Dexter counts in his head, so he's good. And Tim said six shots. Yeah. <laughs> shot, so he's probably not even yeah. okay first one strike head pin cherry cherry then strike head pin cherry cherry is only the three pin for any of you easterners Dexter. what is it 57 57 is the correct answer you know what? It, it's not fair. He hasn't had anything to drink tonight. That's right. What? a four-second delay until somebody else answers it. Okay. Second one. Right corner. Miss. Miss. Double. Left corner. Miss. Fifty-four. No. <gasps> Tom? 69. 69. Tom's on the board. I didn't see the hand, but we were, we were giving it. <laughs> Tom, Tom had that number in his back pocket, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready with that one. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Thinking caps on. Strike. Strike. But I fouled. Strike. Split and then two, two pin. Oof. We're mixing in a foul here now, team. This is going to be crazy. Um, Who, Martin, who's Martin, Martin, Martin's had his hand up for a while. Yeah, Martin. I was just hanging out. Having, hey guys, you guys all good? Martin, I'm, what do you got? I'm doing it in my head. I got 81. 94. Uh, that's a negative. Yeah. Okay. Kathy, did I see your hand up? I say 81 or 73. <laughs> sorry. No. Tom. 94. 94. I ha I don't have 94. Well, did I count wrong though? No, you you probably made the mistake. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to anybody who didn't have any score over 135 so far. Yeah, Thank anybody you guys. else? Got yeah. That one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had 93. That's what I have too. That's what I have too. Of course he does after. Yeah. That. Well, well I didn't get to put my hand up in time, but I, yeah. I, think, um, I had 93. So I had a in the 10th frame, Tom, I had a split and then a two pin, yeah. not a three. Good, good job. 
Well how, do you like the, how do you like the foul in there, guys? That's um, a little mix, eh? Creative. That's a creative twist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Five pin spare, three pin spare, chop off spare, two pin. Forty-eight. Hello. Forty-eight. <laughs> no, I don't have forty-eight. Here, 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 here. Yeah, Kathy. Fifty-eight. I don't have fifty-eight either. Woo! That was oh. so long ago. I forget what you were at. Oh. Five pin spare, three yeah. pin spare, chop off spare, 18, two pin. Twenty-five. 60. Sixty is right. 18, Kathy's on the board. Yeah. Sixty. <laughs> Good job. I need a pen. Okay. <laughs> We've got, you know, I like, oh, look at this. Carrie's got some uh, some stats now. Okay, so next one. We have uh, I don't, I don't think Carrie can give me the one. It's okay. Dexter's going to lose anyways. It's how it works. Two pin, right, after I fouled, that was a little bit thrown off. Two pin, and then I punched, and then I got a three pin. So just to give you a hint, there was a 10 count in the second frame, in the ninth frame. Chop off, miss, deuce. Me, 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 me. Kathy. 29. No, I don't have 29. <gasps> what did you do? Oh, oh, maybe I do. Maybe I, I do have 29. Kathy's right with a 29. Kathy's got two. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I'm yeah, and it's okay to have pen and paper, Kale. It's okay. Yeah, I have a pencil actually, so I okay. can erase my mistakes. <laughs> Let's go with this one. Here we go. Double three pin spare. Right corner. Here, here. Nine. <laughs> Martin. Ninety-one. Ninety-one's right. Martin's oh, on the floor. That's a fair, French. Well, sorry, Kathy. You must have been in the back on that one. I didn't see you. <laughs> She's still on dial-up up north. <laughs> Let's be honest. We just wanted to get we just wanted to get Martin on the board. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Head pin. Five five. Cleaned it up. Head pin. Deuce. Cherry. Three pin. And then I banged out. Oh me. Dexter. <laughs> Seventy is correct. Uh oh. Kim, it was me first, right? It, it was you. Daryl doesn't like you, apparently. We're just making the game interesting here. It's it's okay. It's I see how, it's I see how it, don't worry. I, I don't worry. This is how it works. Dexter's gonna lose no matter what. That's why I stopped playing. <laughs> okay. Chop, no sense. Chop, spare, <laughs> triple, chop. Pardon me. Didn't hear any of that. Chop, spare, triple, chop. Chop, spare, triple. Me, 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 me. Kathy. 115. You're right. Kathy's the winner. See, see how this works, Kathy? Great job, Kathy. <laughs> Good job, Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on in your world these days, Kathy? How are things out there? Life's crazy. We're going into lockdown, like Marty said. Um, I work for the school board here, so I've actually been working from home. So it's been it's been crazy, and yeah, the next we're we're Simcoe. Um, I live Simcoe, 
um, Muskoka Simcoe. So Marty, you mentioned earlier, the lockdown for 14 days is actually north of us. So we're 28 days as well. So life is going to be a little bit crazy for a little while. So no bowling, no nothing. Right. Everything's closed down. Now online learning, all the students are doing all that. And it's, it's so, so we were actually in school, um, but unfortunately due to situations for my own health, um, my doctor decided that no, I'm not going to school. So I've been doing some support online. Right. So anyway, um, yeah, so we do virtual. So we do one face-to-face -face learning in the morning for from 8.05 to 10.40. And then the kids go home and do the rest of their three classes in asynchronous learning. So I've been supporting in the asynchronous learning. So it's been interesting, to say the least. Yeah, everything's a little bit different. Well, good on you for, for getting by and doing what you're doing. And everybody's going to lockdown. So Right. So yeah. everybody's in the same boat almost yeah, in know. Ontario. Anyway, I know I've been watching you guys because you guys have been, we're kind of hand in hand with you guys, what happens. And, yeah. you know, I feel bad for our bowling friends in all over because nobody's getting anywhere fast. And. I was just watching today on the news that, you know, they're hosting the world juniors out your way. And it's like, so how can they do one thing and not, <laughs> not do the other? Cause we're definitely a lot cleaner than those sweaty boys are on the hockey rink. They, they, they I mean, obviously they've had their, their <laughs> you know, positive cases here, but they're now going into um, you know, they've had to be in a bubble. They've had to go into isolation <laughs> Um, they seem to have it pretty dialed in um, now that you had to go into a 14-day quarantine before you can go into the actual bubble, even with the referees, even with the, you know, the the media people, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's gone pretty good for them, but it's, it's definitely, definitely different. And yeah, I hear what you're saying. Why do they get to do it and not anybody else? But Especially when you have a proprietor that has gone over and above and beyond, right? Like I know at Stellar where I'm the program director, They've been amazing. They were like on it right from the beginning. Yeah. Once they went into shutdown, they cleaned up. They did everything they needed to do. And if public health went in there, they, you know, you could eat off the floors almost, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and then you have restaurants that are still open that don't really, you yeah. know. Yeah, I hear you. So, well, thanks for being a constant contributor here on the on the podcast. We enjoy the the banter and the chirping back and forth, and always good to see your name out there. So Marty's thanks. my favorite French guy. So next to my own. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Tom, are you doing there, work over there? Uh, you know, Saskatchewan. What's uh, what's going on with you these days? Uh, I don't think anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm retired. I don't do anything. I just sleep. Are you are you glad? That you're retired for this? That's all the stuff that's going on in the world? As a teacher, I sub six to ten days a week. A month, I mean. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ten days a, a month <laughs> in two schools. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, you know what? Subbing is just fabulous because, yeah, it's the way to go when you're retired if you're a teacher because it's – it's almost easy money because you don't have to do any, you don't have to do any of the preparation. You just have to teach, and the teaching part is what I love. So, awesome! It's um, piece of cake. Yeah, I'm working on. I'm designing chapter covers for my upcoming book release. Right. How is that coming along? Good. 
Well, the writing is done. I just have to do some cover designs and uh, pick a title for the book mm-hmm. and awesome. get some quotes on prices. So should well, have that figured out in January, I expect, in terms of costs. And then I'm going to ask Daryl for a loan. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have you on podcast in January, right, Tom? Yeah, I'll, I, yeah. I'm be a Donna Dragons then. I like royalty deals, by the way. So I think that would be only fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Tom, we'll definitely uh we'll yeah. definitely get you on again once uh this book is all set up and ready to go. And um really looking forward to seeing it. Uh you know what it's funny we have uh we have some league bowlers that uh started bowling in the last couple of years and they've asked about books and stuff and uh yeah. what we can't find information on five pin and stuff and we happen to still have a couple copies of the uh lane logic out there so uh we lent that out to her and then she was pretty happy with that but uh there are people that are definitely looking forward to this book coming out yeah i know of about six so that's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that's not true because i have one of your original lane logics back from the what the early 90s when the first one came out and i and some of my kids that i coach in ybc i give it to them to read and they still think it's like absolutely amazing like well thanks 20 years past the first edition so well we'll look forward to talking more about the book uh obviously in january tom and a little bit more about your your career as well i know that there's some people that are going to send us clips about trying to impersonate Tom Patterson. So I think that'll be some good fun to see how, how that goes. <laughs> Thanks for playing tonight, you two. Uh, enjoy having you on and and playing the What's My Score. We'll uh, we'll let you go now. Uh, carry on listening and, and chirping in the sidelines. But uh, Kathy, will will Carrie will hook up with you and we'll find to get an address and send you something. Do I get to defend my title next time? Oh, this is the first ask, so we'll there you go. We'll, we'll see. There you go. Fabulous Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Take care, Tom. Take care, Kathy. Great to see America. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fun times. Good. You know, I remember a, a nice to see Tom Patterson on there. I remember the first time he won uh, a singles title. I was there, and uh, one of my uh, – I, 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 the emotion that – got to him was uh, was pretty neat to see because he had been there so many times apparently maybe not so many times but a few times and that was uh the first time he had won it was pretty neat to see it's yeah. a name that everybody should know in bowling with the books he's written and uh very well respected person absolutely, absolutely. as a coach in saskatchewan bowling school i mean it's uh, yeah looking forward to seeing i know some of the questions and some of the surveys um it was pretty in-depth and some of the, the you know corner pins and what do you do and how do you do it so it'd be really interesting to see how the rest of the people across the country answer those questions to see the stats right mm-hmm. looking forward to it let's uh, let's go back to you martin a little bit um i want to get to cbc and tsn times i know you've you've played on those um you mm-hmm. competed on that obviously we don't have those anymore which is unfortunate but i want to hear about your experiences playing on uh, on national tv um well the first one was cbc uh which was in 2003 um, probably my favorite game, uh, that I remember the most was the last game of qualifying for CBC here in Ontario. Um, I was down probably 60 or 70 pins going into the last game and I pulled a 425, <laughs> my last game and just leave. Um, uh, so of all the games I remember the most, that is one of them. 
Um, one of my favorite moments of that game was uh, after I think my probably six or seven strike in a row, uh, Mike Bates played a big factor in my bowling career. He was probably one of my biggest mentors aside from my dad. And um, <clears throat> I remember looking over and Mike Bates just kind of gives me a wink and a thumbs up and like, just kind of keep it going. Yeah. Um, and to see that from somebody that I've looked up to for such a long time was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, got to CBC <clears throat> and before I even went, I told him I was winning this thing. Uh, and I'll tell you why it was on September 28th, my birthday in Barry. And it was my 28th birthday. I was turning 28 that day on the 28th. Hmm. Um, That's crazy. Wow. You knew uh, it. Yeah. Didn't happen. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the first match I played a gentleman from Nova Scotia. I can't remember his last name and I apologize if he's listening. His name was Tim. Um, I don't remember his last name, uh, but I did throw a four bagger. I threw seven, eight, nine, the first one in 10 to beat him. And then the second match I played Dale Jensen. Yes. And he had won, I think, two already at that point. And um, the name got to me. I bowled a buck 90 and just sucked. (laughs) Um, But the experience of the lights and everything else was, uh, was quite fascinating. I remember walking into the center. Mark Jackson was from Alberta there. Uh, Phil Foley was there and of mm. course he's related to Kevin O'Leary and he was there. And I, I mean, those guys are uh, great human beings. Um, and um, those are just a few of the names that were there and being a younger person the first time there, it was quite intimidating to walk in and seeing these established players. Now you, Jeff Canham has been asking to tell the, the TSN bowling shirt. So oh, Jeff, here we go. What's, what's the story here, Martin? You know, I, I'm trying. I I can't recall the TSM bowling shirt. I I'm trying to think of it. I think if I remember correctly, the shirt he got was too small. Um, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> uh, I'm not quite sure. Um, but a, a funny story about the TSN that year. Uh, Jeff and I back in the 2000s were very close, and <clears throat> uh, this was 2004. So I had won. Uh, I was out. We had two different, uh, uh, two different Ontario champions. I was out on the west side, and he won the east side. Um, but there was a technicality in his win, and I, I I'm going to bring this up because I don't know if that's ever happened again. Um, but Greg Pederitis, um, mm. you guys know he's out in Alberta now. I know of, and um, I used to work with Mike Wood as well, uh, and uh, I had great conversations with Mike. But there was a technicality about league, uh, how many games um, you had to play. And, of course, this yeah. is an event brought by the BPAO, BPAC, that is run by them. And Jeff Cannon was a proprietor. And Greg didn't have the right of games uh, played in league. So mm. Jeff um got the win. And it was great for, for Jeff and myself because we were close friends. And uh, I remember... Uh, we went out to uh, it was at the uh, Frank Sissons. Yeah, Silver Dollar. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Procher, uh, Jason Procher came out with us, who I'm still very close with. Uh, nice. Ray Rayad was out with us, and Ray Jeff Ray Ray Ray. Ray, Ray yeah. Yeah. And uh, we probably spent more time in the Silver Dollar than we did in the bowling center. Yeah, <clears throat> I believe I was there. But uh, yeah, I, I 
the bowling shirt story actually escapes me. I don't quite remember that story. You're saying that you lost your your shirts were stolen when you were in the casino. That's right, exactly right. And then, fortunately for us, um, Jeff Canham's brother-in-law was the uh, worked with uh, BPAC Kevin Burns. And anyways, he scrambled for us and got us some shirts. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but I believe we met, um, I mean, somewhere around there, but I had a good story, though, about the TSNs, and I was uh, I was telling my wife tonight about who we were having on the show. Oh, she's like, oh, I kind of remember that, so yeah. I'll let you tell the story about that. Well, the, the one night, uh, we all went to Cowboys in Calgary, very famous bar, I'm sure, to all, um, yeah. to all from Alberta. Uh, one of my favorite memories from that is walking in we all had to show our id to start with and like bouncer was like what's going on here i'm seeing ontario i'm seeing quebec i'm seeing alberta i'm seeing bc there was a whole bunch of us walking in and uh i remember procher and saying uh this i don't know if it was a song uh and I, I don't are we allowed to swear on this oh, <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But it was a song of who the fuck is alice and where yeah, the fuck alice, is alice? Alice, yeah. and unknowingly to him that daryl's wife is alice <laughs> so uh yeah it was a pretty funny story but the funny story was that my wife's name is actually susan that's it <laughs> Yeah, like, where is Alice? Like, and then we were like, well, where, who the fuck is Alice? And then literally 10 minutes later, the song came on and it was yeah. like, oh, there was so much, funny. so much confusion in that conversation. It was, yeah, the, the alcohol was, uh, the alcohol was brewing for sure. It was, but Ray Ray was there. Mike Rowe was there. I know Shelby was there. Schultz was there. That was, uh, that was a good time in Calgary. So it was a, it was yeah. a really good time. Let's get to the Masters. Um, we still got a couple of segments here for the, the people who are listening. So we're going to talk some Masters, have a little segment uh, coming up. And then obviously, Tim, we want to do the naughty list. Uh, we're going to keep teasing that, that, uh, that Tim's built for the, for the year. So um, good little piece there. So stick with us. We're going through. Feel free to, if you're not already a YouTube subscriber, uh, please open up another window. Go to YouTube. Go 5-Pin Universe. Um, and uh, and add our channel as a subscriber. That would be great. Um, obviously, here with Martin Talbot, uh, having a great show. Thanks, Martin, for joining us. Let's talk Masters experiences, Martin. You've played a couple of Masters in your career, and I know you had one unique uh, event happen to you uh, coming into Calgary. So uh, let's hear more about Masters. Tell us more. Um, I did. Um, <clears throat> 1998. I, uh, I qualified to make Masters Nationals. Um, probably couldn't have picked, uh, back in the time, a better team for me to be a part of. Um, I was obviously the young kid. I was 24 years old, I would say. Uh, there was Jason Procher, Mike Rowe, Mike Bates, and Terry Little, which was on wow. that team. Pretty strong four, right? Who cares sure. who the fifth is at this point? Uh, Brian K was the coach. Uh, two weeks prior to us leaving, um, I played a lot of softball and I tore the ligaments in my knee. I tore the meniscus in my knee. Oh. Um, so now it's like, now what? <clears throat> I'll be honest, as a 22-year-old I'm thinking, or 23-year-old, I'm thinking, you know what? I qualified for this. Um, this is my trip. Um, obviously, I think different of that now. <clears throat> so... I went to rehab in those two weeks, did everything I could to try and get, make my knee better, uh, took cortisone shots, 
um, to the point that I even asked my knee surgeon to freeze my knee and to do a scope to remove the meniscus that was loose in my knee so that I can play. Um, because he couldn't give me an anesthetic and then let me fly. Wow. So I made the decision to not tell my coach, not tell the players on my team um, until they found out through another friend of mine's mother, who was part of the BPAC, BPAO at the time, and said, what's going to happen with Martin Talbot? And that got back to Walter Heaney, who got back to our coach, Brian Kay, where Brian called me and says, what's going on with your knee? I said, well, I can walk right now. I'm okay. I think I can do it. The day before we left, I had my last physio appointment and the loose meniscus I had in my knee got caught in a joint and locked my knee up where I was back on crutches. Still went out hoping it would loosen up, but it didn't. Um, Do I regret that decision? I, I do, but I don't. Um, because I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the emergency spare be- uh, was Dave Pankoff, and they had warned him prior to leaving. Um, but the regret of that is the seventh qualifier, um, which was Scott Charette at the time, um, didn't get to go. He deserved to go because I was injured. If I was in his position, I'd be... I'd be pissed off um, because somebody else got to go knowing that I was injured. Yeah. Um, It was a bad decision I made at the time, but I was 22, 23 years old. Um, Wasn't thinking clearly if that happened today, uh, easy decision. Uh, Yeah. You go. Um, Okay. Let's expand on this a little bit. So, um, that sucks that that happened, Martin. And I don't regret um, your decision to go because um, I'll I'll build on this. Same thing happened to me. I hurt my ankle three weeks prior to Open Nationals. Absolutely destroyed it. Went for physio for three straight weeks every second day. I end up going Nationals. I had the best Nationals I've ever had. Was All-Star, Rookie of the Year. Um so if I would have yeah. done and pulled out three weeks prior because I had the injury, I would have never had that breakout year or that kind of situation. So I don't begrudge you for trying to make it work. Um, yeah. and, that's and the competitive spirit too, right? Yeah. yeah. And oh. you know what? And to be honest with you, we had the same situation in 2014 Masters, uh, Kerry with uh, Derek Holm. Derek yeah. was injured, right? And, uh, you know, we sat down as a team. We knew it was going to happen. And and we said, we'll, we'll deal with Derek when we need to deal with Derek. And uh, yeah. it worked out very well that me and Mark Miller sucked balls and then Derek played very well and it didn't matter anyway. So um, Derek played very well. And it, it, at that point, it, I, as far as I'm concerned, um, Martin, like I, I think you deserve to play and you deserve to participate, and it's your spot to decide. I think at the end of the day, I think that's, that's, how, that's, how, that's how I look at it, right? You know, and um, and 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 that's how I look at it. And if you're honest and open about it, everybody understands it at that point. And you, you're in your in your Ontario, or in, if you're in Alberta or in very other good provinces, um, there's another good person who's going to replace you that. Um, 
that will that won't deter that team either, right? But, so, but I think I think that decision gets a lot easier once you've made it a, a couple of times. Yeah, you know, if it's your it, first time around, that is a really tough decision to make. That I agree yeah. with that, um, and maturity becomes a big factor in that too. Yeah, um, I, I was knowing when and how how damaged your injury is. Am I going to be able to play? Um, for sure in two weeks, like Carrie, you rehabbed and rehabbed and rehabbed. Same, same to you, Martin, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you, I'm doing everything I can to play. Um, I'm not saying uh, I, there's no chance I'm playing. There's, I'm just going for the party and we'll take the emergency spare. Right. That's, that's when the, uh, you know, maturity comes in and, and, and no, but you don't need to just go party um, because there's somebody else equal. But if you're working your ass off and you want to play and you're doing everything you can to play and you still believe in your heart that you can play, then yeah, it's your spot and you deserve it and you, and you earned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was lucky enough that oh. I could at least walk on it. Right? Yeah. That's, I think that would, would be a major difference going into the event. But if you're getting on the plane and then all of a sudden it locks up and, uh, by then the decision was already made. Um, if yeah. the emergency spare is there, great. If not, you gut it out and you you play. That's the decision you made to rehab and get there, right? I'd like to know from people in the comments, how often have you had to use an emergency spare um, that's there because of an injury or, uh, or whatnot? Or did you bring the alternate or was somebody else uh, not able to play? How often does this happen across the country? It'd be interesting to get some feedback from others as well. Can we just touch on Robert Topkins here for a second? Uh, Robert, sounds like op- <laughs> sounds like the opener Red Deer, but the manager wouldn't let me bowl with my hurt foot. Dude, we were calling you Tonka Truck because you were 4 by 4 it everywhere. You were literally crawling into the elevator on all fours and out. I don't know how you were expected to bowl, but there was a 0% chance. Do not put that on the manager. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't walk to the strip club in your steel toes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's how you good point. Good point. <laughs> but interesting, Stacy Weber says happens almost year every year in Calgary. Um, now, why is that, Stacy? Is that because there's an injury, or somebody's not able to make it because they have a prior commitment that has maybe they've bowled in the zones, they've made the team, then they've bowled at the open at the provincials. Uh, and then can't go to nationals, right? So obviously things happen and circumstances happen. So it'd be interesting to dive in a little bit more about um, when emergency spares or when do you bring in the spare? I remember way back, and I can't remember 2004, maybe 2002, could have been even earlier. I was bowling on the mixed team. Um, The men's team won that year. And immediately at the banquet, we knew that a player on the men's team couldn't, they won, they couldn't make it to nationals. So they took the spare or they took somebody from the mixed team to play. Um, and you know, no worry, Lynn Howell was on the mixed team and Lynn got to go to nationals. Um, obviously, right choice, Lynn Howell, Daryl Bradley, totally get it. But I think there was some confusion on my end on who, who was the right choice. Was it based on the qualifying uh, average back from zones or was it based on how you played at provincials? Right. So it'd be interesting to see some of the clarity of rules and where do things fall on what are the actual rule and who do you choose and why did I go and not the emergency. So, yeah, there's a little bit of a gray area, I'm sure, out there and plenty of stories. Right. Yeah. I can't believe how bitter Robert is. (laughs) 
I love you it. You got your chance to bowl. You you bowled, you bowled singles. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was it. Looks like Canham's also chirping about your had to bench you, Talbot, after after your U-turn on the four hundred one. <laughs> well, this is a funny story. Um, me, Canham, Jason Procher, and Matt Wheeland are heading to an event up in Cornwall, which is about a four-hour drive. Um, not one of the proud moments I like to talk about because we were obviously drinking um, <laughs> on the way up. And I remember saying to the guys, like, I was driving. And picture this. We're in a PT Cruiser. And it was a company vehicle, and it's got bats on it because I was doing radar locating at the time. And so we're driving up the 401. Uh, Procher's in the car with us, and he's like, follow this car, follow that car. And they're going 160. I can't. We can't keep up. Um, eventually we passed the casino and I said, I need a break. And Procher's like, take the U-turn up here. Well, I, when we took the U-turn, I still swear to this day that two of the tires were not touching the road. And we flipped over on the 401 back the other way, went to the casino. <clears throat> we didn't flip the car. No, we, we just, okay. uh, we <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw Dexter's face, um, went to the casino by the time. We played the casino, had some more drinks, went up to Cornwall. We got out of the car, and people were literally looking at us and saying, oh, my God, how did these guys make it here? Um, so uh, a fun moment, but not one of my proudest moments either. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> let's, um, let's talk a little bit about cash tournaments for you, Martin. Um, how's it going with, you know, club tour? I know you came out west, uh, played the Heritage, uh, you know, a few years back. Um, I want to dive in about some of the successes you've had in cash tournaments. Uh, Tim, get geared up. We're going to be doing your naughty list here in a few minutes. He doesn't have his mic headphones on, so he has no idea what I just said. <laughs> Tim, we're talking to you. It's your turn. <laughs> what? No. He's had your mic is on. Give him a break. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a few minutes. But, t- Martin, let's talk about your cash tournament success. Yeah. Um, so, I've been to 2KGs um, back in the day. Wasn't very successful at those. Um, the heritage was a, a little bit of a funny story. Um, I ended up going to Edmonton for work. And the reason I went that week, cause Steve told me come the second week, not the first week of training. Cause the Habs are in town and we'll go to the game. You're a Habs fan. I am a Habs fan. Well, you can probably see the Jersey behind me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, uh, went out there, uh, and it happened to be when I would have been coming home was the heritage. And I was talking to Tweety and Tweety's like, Hey, I got a spot for it if you want. Um, so uh, he had won an extra, uh, an extra spot. So I was like, okay. <clears throat> so I made arrangements for my flight to come home Sunday, played the heritage. It's one of my favorite tournaments uh, uh, that I played in now. Um, <clears throat> Tweety's obviously sponsoring me and I made it all the way to the final. Nice. Um I love the format, to be honest, uh, because you didn't have to be the best in your block. You just had to be better than half. And then you moved on. Blocks of eight, I believe, four blocks of eight, and be the top four, move on to the next. Um, Anyways, I ended up playing Roly Gervais in the semifinal. Um, Didn't know Roly that well. Threw a great shot. I knew Gary, ended up playing him in the final, and I shot three, I think I shot 313 and lost (laughs) to, uh, to Gary. Um, I got home and my wife and I had only been together six, seven months at the time. 
And she's like, so you won money? I was like, yeah, here's my check. I got like 2300 bucks. So, but I got to send half to Tweety. <laughs> she's like, well, why would you do that? I said, well, I, I've never done that before. I've never taken that sponsorship spot or anything like that. He had an extra spot and I took it. Um, so anyway, it's one of my funny stories. Unfortunately, I've never made it back out West since then. Um, I took your money and ran. <laughs> yeah. but uh family came into the equation uh you oh. kids and um now i just i can't justify taking holiday time to go bowl as opposed to going to the cottage with the kids or disneyland and that type, that's like that type of stuff and and so i guess that's a you know a good you know chat there for you martin is is so what left and what do you want to do with bowling do you have a desire to come and play out west do you have you know, club tours there, or are you content with what you've done and how you've done it? And now it's, uh, you know, family, um, you know, what, uh, what, what, what's left for you? Uh, no, I still want to play. Um, okay. I play the club tours when I'm around. I missed the last club tour when they changed to the, uh, the new three game match play format. Cause, uh, friends of ours, uh, and us decided to go to Vegas that weekend. Um, so I think uh, most people would decide on that than go bowling. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Uh, to go out west, um, yeah. I would love to. I'm not going to say I don't want to. Anytime there's a WC, uh, WCBT event, I follow it. Um, look at the names. Uh, I, I'll, I, I've never seen the, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to butcher their name, but the Titcott brothers, or yeah, is that how okay. you pronounce it? Never seen them play, but they're. Uh, I, I know they're. I, I'm not even going to say they're up and comers. They're already there. They're pretty good. Um, so I follow it. Um, but, uh, eventually maybe when the kids are older, uh, I'd love to get back out there, but they, they come first. Yeah. And that's fair. You know, my kids, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're 12 and eight, then 10. So, so grade seven and grade five. And, you know, I was, I'm very similar, you know, Martin, we've talked off air and very similar, mm-hmm. you know, family lives and kids come first and coaching and volunteer hours. Um, but they're starting to, you know, not do as many of those things, you know, with their dad anymore. Um, so I'm sort of able to do a little bit more of the bowling type of stuff and play in these tournaments. So, right. you know, guys like us, there's still hope. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously love to see you play these, these events or come out here for once or twice a year, or just, you know, make, make that Edmonton one, or even the Red Deer one like you've been to, um, would be, would be great to keep playing, but mm-hmm. yeah, still lots left in the game, right? That's right. Um, let's, uh, Martin, we're going to keep chatting with you a little bit, uh, after, but Tim, uh, Tim has a naughty list, um, and, uh, something that he's been working on, uh, naughty and nice list for some of the bowlers this year. So we're going to bring in, uh, we're going to hand it over to Tim. Um, hope everybody's got another hour and a half to stick around because Tim's going to work his way through this. No, no, it'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little short this year, to be honest. We've given Tim, yeah, a, a seven, eight minutes, and then we'll come back with Martin and we'll wrap things up. So we're having a good show. Everybody keep on, uh, stay with us. Do you want me to bring Cindy in at this Yeah, time? yeah, I want to bring in my better half. Yeah. Hi, Cindy. Hi. So I decided since it's festive, I want to bring in my better half here to help me out of here a little bit. I think uh, I grew some uh, gray hairs waiting for DB to keep quiet there for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we, we're going to do a naughty nice list, but to be honest with you, bowling in 2020 was a little bit tough. I mean, obviously you only had a couple months of, of bowling. Um, we did this last year. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to do a feel good moments and we're going to do naughty lists. 
Um, so Cindy's going to help me out a little bit. Um, Cindy, is your computer on? What? Yeah. Yeah. Is her it? face okay. is on the screen. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear a little bit of feedback. So, all right. Uh, we're going to start off with feel good moment number six. Um, actually, it was from last week, and we want to just give a quick shout out to Jennifer Haas. I thought it was absolutely awesome last week. Um, what she does for her classroom and what she does for, for promoting. And uh, if you have a chance, please check out the WCBT post. I believe it was last Friday. Um, it was, she's obviously one of her avid listeners and participation, uh, participators in this. And, uh, uh, we do like to thank her for that. Um, it was absolutely incredible. Obviously Dexter's ego grew a little bit, um, with everybody chanting, uh, but, but, uh, that was uh, a feel good moment or on the nice list this year. So we do like to thank Jennifer Haas for doing a great job this year. So thank you, Jennifer. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So we've got, what am I doing? You're doing the next one. Oh, we have a nice feel good. Number five. We have yeah. Tyler ticket. I'm sorry yeah. if I said it wrong. So Tyler winning Regina. He's got the top six finishes already on the WCB tour. It was just a matter of time before he broke through and won. Congrats, Tyler, on your first of most likely many wins. So congratulations, Tyler. I believe that was the only tournament we had running this year. So congratulations, Tyler. He did win me the fantasy tour points this year, so he made me some money. Um, on to the naughty. So on to the number four, um, Shane Chafe. Uh, Shane Chafe once again dodged the, the five-pin universe for another year of podcast. Um, so I like to throw him under the bus once again. Um, honorable <clears throat> mention to the five-pin universe on how desperate we were to invite Ryan O'Callaghan onto a podcast. So uh, <laughs> sorry to Ken Wilson for inviting him on there. Yeah, so. he really tagged along on Ken. Yeah, so sorry to Ken and uh, and on to the naughty list with Shane Chafe and Ryan O'Callaghan. So thank you, guys. Let's give them a quick plug for their Manitoba uh, tournament that they've got yeah. showing over the holidays. That'll be cool. I mean, some That'd of the be players very cool. So excited to see what they look like there. That'd be um, awesome, actually, guys. Take a take a look at that. Absolutely. Yeah, Ken does an amazing job. All right, Cindy. Which one of you asses keep mu muting me? Um, I <laughs> have to because there's an audio feedback. If you check out your Facebook, okay. you would know. <laughs> I thought it was DB because I made a dig at him. <laughs> no. <Nope, nope. laughs> <laughs> okay, so our next one is another nice one. And this one is to Mark Graff for a year sobriety. Many of you in Alberta might not know, but Mark has struggled with substance abuse for many years. Recently, he's been gone, he's gone public with it. He's gone to rehab. And with 2020, it has been now one year sober. We are so proud of him, and he's worked hard and persevered through all of this, and we couldn't – it's beyond words how proud I am of you, buddy. Amazing. So I think he might even – did he say the other day on, on Facebook? 
Um, but amazing what Mark Graff is. Yeah. And now Mark's actually playing with me on Sunday nights on uh, when we could play in the match play league. Uh, and just awesome. Mark's a player, Mark's a shooter, and just awesome to have him, you know, playing the game that he loves and hanging out with this guy. No pressure. Uh, yeah. No worries. Just in doing your thing. So Big shout great, out to great Mark. There, guys, for sure. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Um, we're going to move on to feel good moment number three. Um, I want to take a shout out to uh, first time national qualifiers making the nationals that were unable to participate. So um, we want to shout out to some notables on Alberta and obviously uh, Rob Wolfson, Bobby Kite, Larissa Long, Gerald Hafner that's out there. Um, we also have um, so many more across the country. We want to take a big shout out to you guys. Um, sucks that you guys weren't able to participate in COVID, um, but uh, you guys all should be recognized and um, we, we all should be honoring you guys today. So thank you guys and feel good moment number three. Okay, so the next one, and I'm not sure why Tim's making me do this one, but it's a naughty one, yeah. and it goes to Adam Weber, and it's basically, I'm told to say, you left podcast. <laughs> what else do you have going on? Why did you have to go? <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Shouldn't there be an that as I left for a cheeseburger? <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, you know what? Dexter said you were my bulldog earlier this week, so it, it's fitting. <laughs> She's still on mute. She's still on mute. <laughs> so you're, all, you're, you're my bulldog, so that's what Dexter told me. Um, naughty number two. I don't know if Dexter wants to elaborate on this. Uh, Friday night WCBT finals at Dexter's apartment. Um oh, De, I mean, to DeGrazia, Taylor Michelle, Dwayne Gilardi, Brian Askin, obviously Dexter. All I heard was pants were down, and there was some Oliver Twist moments where he says, please, sir, can I have some more? Uh, that, yeah. that's, all, that's all I heard. So yeah, it's, can, 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 you, can you elaborate? There's this bunch you know of what? dudes. With yeah, you down. know what? I can. I will elaborate a little. <laughs> um, if you know Taylor Michelle at all, Taylor Michelle has no filter, and and pretty much nothing bothers this guy at all. And it all started out with Dwayne Gilardi saying that, oh, I have the nickname Tripod for a reason. <laughs> and, and Taylor and Michelle was like, let's see. Okay. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. How's the list? Are we next one on the list or are we done? All right, we're, we're on feel good moment number two. <clears throat> oh, that's me. All right. Um, oh, I get to be nice now. Okay, so this one also goes back to Adam Weber. For all your help with the Five Pin Universe, you made it to 69 episodes on Podca Podcast Plus. And I am curious if you chose 69 for a reason to leave then or not. <laughs> Happy coincidence? Yeah, shit, shit goes downhill, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> thank you yeah no adam did a great job for all those episodes in that link so big thank you adam for that um obviously uh topping feel good moment number one i don't like to toot you guys own horn um but the hard work of 
you guys as five pin universe. I'm just the, the bottom cog of the wheel, but um, Carrie Dexter, Adam, and now DB only being the only five pin bowling on media uh, for five pin bowling over the last nine months of COVID. Um, as you guys can see today, 1200, sorry, $1,200 worth of, sorry, $12,000 worth of prize money, 200 entries on the eight game, uh, drop in event over the new oh, drop in event, uh, the new team event, uh, to podcast and bring in new events to the PBA, um, pros from Nick Pate to Mitch Hupe, who we still keep in contact to, which is pretty cool. Um, to legends like Dog Mosdale, Lynn Howell, Bruce Mortar, Greg Gigalek, Tom Patterson, who came on today, to Gene Zebarth. Um, you guys need to be proud of what you've done. Um, we've grown this pretty pretty far. Um, we've given Five Pin Bowling something to watch. And uh, thank you guys for your hard work over the, the nine months. It's been pretty incredible. So thank you guys for your hard work. Um, we had a missed opportunity here. We yeah. could have done the three-shot challenge and nominated Nick Pate again. Yeah, we. Had, you know what? Missed opportunities. No, you know what? Do I risk the throat and just take one for the team? <laughs> Why don't we get it on? Get him on, and let's do it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he would. He would. He would. Uh, uh, if, if Tim, thank you very much for that. Yeah. For that, um, Martin. If you don't know, um, Nick Pate came on to our podcast, and then he proceeded to go on to Francois Lavoie's podcast, which is a ten-pin podcast that they were doing while they were under COVID quarantine, and he did the three-shot challenge for us. Um, so a little bit of exposure south of the border. Awesome. Um, was pretty was cool. Pretty cool. Wasn't he wearing the WCBT hat too? He was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, Carrie, your next challenge will be to get Belmo to do the three shot challenge. Yes. I, did you did you see the shout out I got from him after I, I passed it like three yeah. times? Yeah. <laughs> you literally annoyed him to the point of responding. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta work hard to get responses. That's right. That's the next challenge. Get him to do it. Yeah. So we, we, we have we have yeah. one left and we have one more for Cindy and it's the naughty number one. Perfect. So the number one naughty Kim. Kim. goes Kim. to Kim. no, it should be you. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to Brett Hendrickson. <laughs> and I think it's pretty self-explanatory why. Yeah. Well, I'll just leave it at that. Douche. Shit attitude. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank thank you guys. Um, it's been a great 2020 season, and uh, thank you, Cindy, for coming on and being supportive. So I do appreciate thank everything. You. Thanks for coming uh, on, Cindy. Sorry to make you wait so long. That's sort of what You're I do. not sorry. That's sort of what I do. <laughs> I know. You just wait. Take your time. Take your time. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, good job, Tim. Doing the uh, doing the naughty list. It's always always fun to to see where you where where's Tim's mind gonna go here. <laughs> well, I, I I just I think number two naughty was pretty inappropriate, but I I, I want to know why five dudes were pulling down their pants. But yeah. that, 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 that you want to keep talking about it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trust me, I was unimpressed as well. <laughs> yeah. 
It was, it's your house, your rules, right? Yeah, so. Dean, I saw Jeff uh, Canham said something again about Mike Rowe and uh, and whatnot. So Canham <laughs> hey, got a few hey, chirps hey. out there. We might have to get him on uh, on a podcast one day, or, well, or Jeff. So get your game face ready. We'll uh, we'll, we'll reach out to you in, in, the, in the new year. While, while we're talking about that and Dexter's naughty list, um, I did get a text from Mitch mentioning about the time that he wanted me to bring up Martin and the time he wanted. Hit hit a, on a blow up doll at a banquet. Is, is there anything you want to talk about, Jordan? <laughs> what, what? Mitch wasn't even there. <laughs> I don't know, but is there something you want to talk about? That, that makes it worse. That means you're a legend. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Mitch might have been like ten years old when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just he's just trying to goat you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's quite possible. I I mean. Uh, yeah, anyways, I had a lot to drink that night. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's the first time I never got a response. Usually I get a yes or a no. I got nothing. <laughs> just just yeah. staring at you blankly. Martin, what's uh, what's going on with your family? Do your, your kids bowl? Does your wife bowl? Um, as we wrap things up, let's give a shout out to them and who you've been spending a ton of time with over the last little while. Uh, my son is the only one that bowls, absolutely loves it. Um, <clears throat> my son has had struggles with his growth. He uh, grows at a pretty rapid rate. He's, I mean, like I said earlier, he's already taller than Mitch at 11. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, loves the game uh, and is trying his best uh, to improve. I try and help him with his coaching. He's left-handed, which is a little bit of a challenge. Oh. Um, because I'm right-handed, and apparently, as far as I know, everything's reversed as a left-hander. Wow. Um, so it's 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 pretty different, and it's hard to coach. Um, but we do our best. We're working on form right now. He's a uh, he's first-year junior. He's about a 140 average. Uh, but again, he loves it. Um, my daughter thinks it's a stupid game. <laughs> um, she loves sports as well. She doesn't do what you would think most daughters want to do as far as the dancing in the circus. She loves her hockey. She loves her baseball. Um, but bowling is uh, bowling is not it. Uh, I call her uh, a Brandon Gallagher on the ice. You take the puck from her, you're getting a two-hander. <laughs> um, doesn't bowl uh my wife and i met in high school and then we reconnected through facebook years after um in 2009 we had uh we met in 2008 in 2009 uh she had her first experience at the ontario open she thought this was completely crazy to see all these bowlers in one place came to nationals um one of the favorite people she's met at nationals is Kevin Clark. Um, so shout out to Kevin uh, yeah. because I've shown her pictures of Kevin over the years and said, this is Kevin. And she's like, yeah, that was the, the nice guy that gave me his seat when you were bowling singles. Cause she couldn't <laughs> see. And Kevin's like, no, here you don't, I don't need to watch. You can. So she's always remembered you, Kevin, if you're watching. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Um, Good plug for the family there. Thanks for that. I know that you had mentioned earlier, uh, and, and something we can take a few minutes to talk about is the Ontario Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that you're involved with that. Is, it, is that the Ontario Hall of Fame or just the Hamilton? So um, help us out there. Uh, I'm the chair for the Hamilton Hall of Fame. Um, and the reason uh, we were talking about it earlier, because you guys have had a lot of discussion about it on whether uh, certain age categories 
um, or point standards and stuff like that. Uh, I took over Hall of Fame chair two years ago. We were going to have our first induction with me being chair in uh, in April, but of course it was canceled due to COVID. Um, but in Hamilton, uh, based on previous conversation uh, discussions you guys have had, uh, you have to be 45. 45, there, okay. There is an age. Um, I believe in an age. Um, uh, I know you guys have had uh, the conversation about Adam Weber being in. Um and no disrespect to Adam, they're definitely deserving of it. Um, I disagree with somebody that young being into a Hall of Fame. To me, it's about uh, uh, a career. And if you're going to have a career afterwards, great. You've got a chance to be in as a builder or a legend as well and be a dual inductee. Um, but in Hamilton, yeah, it's 45. The Ontario Hall of Fame is 50. Um, you guys had Jim, Jim head on previously, and he recently got inducted to the Ontario hall of fame, uh, deservedly. So he's done a lot, uh, in his career. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Nate, now do you have a full set of criteria that you've already got for the, for that? Uh, for Hamilton one, we do, uh, yeah. 45, uh, an active member within our membership, um, years of service. Um, you okay there, Tim? <laughs> oh, I'm looking at Scott's comment. Yeah, Scotty Barber, welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, man. Now, there's a guy I would love to have another drink with again. Yeah. Let's, pull, let's pull Scott Barber. I know he probably doesn't, you know, he might be. <laughs> Scott, can you come on for a minute or two here? Yeah. I, I know we're running late here, but let's see if he's available. Scott, you available to come on for a sec? <laughs> so the last time I spoke to Scott, while you guys are trying to get him on, he had uh, he had sent me a message because he was in Hamilton with the bomb, <clears throat> and wanted yeah, to get right. together. It just didn't oh, work. My phone's blowing up now too. I'm seeing I'm seeing him uh, messaging me. He says, "Of course, he was at the gym." <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> right. If the gym means the garage, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have a lot of respect for Scott, yeah. but. But you no, know, Marty, talking about the, the the Hamilton Five Pin and the the Hall of Fame, you know, if you can send uh, you know us the criteria, yeah, uh, just sure. to see what you've done, um, mm -hmm. so other people can have an idea and you know look and I mean, there's multiple Hall of Fames we've talked about. You have talked about it many times on what the criteria is that looks out there. Mm -hmm. um, it'd be nice to get some consistency, I guess, of some sort. But also, it's up to each individual region for their own their own decisions. It is. Right. Absolutely. And, and and some people are deserving, uh, but uh, I heard you guys say a future Hall of Famer in a previous podcast. Um, I mean, a hockey player, uh, I mean, Connor McDavid, we'll use him since you guys are all from the Alberta area. He's a future Hall of Famer, but they're not going to put him in the Hall of Fame tomorrow. No. Right. Um, you you got to play out your career. Okay. So Connor McDavid. Where where is the Oilers? This is a Canadian division now. We've got the NHL about to gear up again. I know that uh, you're a Canadians fan. Where what's the Canadian division going to look like? Um, well, I, I like the idea of the Canadian division. Mm -hmm. uh, my worry, though, is being from the Eastern Time Zone. Is what time are these games going to be at? Because as a Habs fan, we're in a certain time zone where most of their games I'm going to watch at seven o'clock in the after at night. But now, right. if you're going to Vancouver and you're going to Calgary and Edmonton, we're talking two three hours difference. I I, I won't watch them. 
Um, well, so if there's yeah. no fans, there's no harm in them doing a game at four o'clock in the afternoon. But right. if you're having some fans at the game, now you got to wait for them to come home from work, uh, say the Vancouver. Now it's seven o'clock. It's 10 o'clock here. Yeah. It's pretty late. Uh, I, so I, you're I, asking us to shift all of the games so that you can watch your Montreal games. Well, yeah, typical I'm Canadian no. fan. My <laughs> God, yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna play all the games at four o'clock so the Easterners can watch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was more thinking for you guys too, right, Scotty? There he is, Scotty. Buddy, says my audio is not gonna work very well, but I'm trying. I'm just on my phone because I was busy, but <laughs> dude, I'm gonna mail you a razor for Christmas. This is old bad dog. <laughs> I tried yeah. to do the DB thing, but it just kind of goes a little bigger. What's going Who's on? Who's gonna buddy? win Good though? To Good to see you, Scott. I was I was thing, buddy. Hamilton, but you didn't want to hook up, so you know. I know. Okay. I, I did, but you had uh, prior engagements with the rest of your team. I still love you, man. I love Scotty. You any good stories about Martin Talbot? It's about him tonight. What's uh? What, remember, remember beating him or having some good lay, good throwdowns or what? I remember him and a certain friend of his trying to get me behind on a T-shirt for a picture chasing me around a club region. <laughs> trying to get a, pic, a picture with an arrow on the shirt. Remember? Yeah, that would have been uh, Jeff Forrester with his funky T-shirts. You betcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, uh, if I remember correctly, the guy to my right is a fag. Yes, that was the show. <laughs> oh, I'm, like, I'm, with, I'm with stupid. I'm with stupid. <laughs> yeah, so that all weekend they were trying to get me. So Martin would talk to me and then Jeff would sneak up. I mean, uh, Forrester would come up and he'd take a picture trying to get me. And I'd like dive and run. And it was hilarious trying to dodge it the whole time. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I don't like shirt like in the background, though. Martin Habs, come on. We've got and, Winnipeg uh, covered here. We've got Montreal. We've got the Oilers. Where are we going to finish in the rankings here, guys? Side bets? Yeah, I think so. Um, but I'm not liking my Habs to finish first. I actually like the uh, – I hate to say it, but the Leafs are going to be good and the Oilers are going to be good. Um, I don't like Calgary's chances. Winnipeg – I th I think Canucks are going to be actually sneaky good though. Actually, yeah. as much as I hate to say it, I feel I like Motors been very good. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, it feels Scotty, pretty equal. Cool what's going to do? Uh, you know what? I, if they don't have their goalie standing on their head like they did last year, we're in big trouble. So I don't think it's going to happen again. Yeah, I think Not it's super defense. cool though that they're having a Canadian division. Yeah, I'm I love four you know, teams in the playoffs, right? Everyone's going to no say that no one's going to want to watch Canadian hockey because it's like all these playing against Canadians. But isn't that what the CFL is? And, and like people love the extra battles that you get to see against, you know, I'd love to have seen Montreal when I was having back in the, when I was a Jets fan and having season tickets. I would love to have had the Habs come into town more often and the Leafs mm -hmm. and all those teams because the rivalries and the way the city gets for it's just awesome. The uh, the Battle of Alberta last year was insane. Yeah, like it was a bloodbath actually. So for us to have to face them ten times this year is going to be awesome. 
Yeah, exactly. Playing each other nine or ten times. Um, the longer we go here, Martin, it seems like there's some some greasy stories. We're going to skip over some. We're going to skip yeah, over some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here. Good. All I can say is that uh, anytime I've hung out with anybody from the Western provinces, it's always been a great time. So, yeah, um, yeah of course. The longer it goes, the better the stories get. Yeah, I can't see any of the chat, so I don't know if people are trashing and they're saying stuff. So no, but everybody's saying really good things about you, Scotty. They're saying that you're looking like you're down a few pounds, buddy. What's going on? Tell us. Uh... Listen, to me, man, you need to put down your pink purse, man. You remember that? What happened last time? Yeah. yeah. Can we put Scotty on mute, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's all up. But... Can't hear me anymore now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I think we're looking to wrap this up here pretty soon. We've uh, we've gone over the two hour mark. Heck of a good show. Um, any final words from the from the rest of the crew, um, Scotty? What's going on these days? Out Christmas? You gonna enjoy some time with the family? Yeah, man. Just uh, it's pretty good right now. I, just getting stuff done around the house and hanging out, and actually just in contact with a couple of CFL teams. So. Hopefully, uh, we'll be back in the loop doing some coaching again this season. So, hopefully, nice. I have good news this year instead of the bad news I had to take last year. So, yeah. it is what it is. That's the football coaching world, you know. And I'm missing bowling, man. We started our Thursday night league, and we ain't going anymore. Nothing happening around here for at all. Like, we can't go anywhere, do anything, do nothing. I can't even yeah. go ice fishing with my friends because they'll ticket you on the lake. Yep. Really? Same out here now, too. It's insane, man. Everything. You can't go anywhere. I know friends who were out the other day and they were ice fishing and they got three tickets on the day ice fishing. One Are you on a timeline? Like you, like you can't, like January 15th and maybe it'll open up or is it right now it's indefinite? I can't imagine that it happens January 15th. Our schools are shut down for two weeks after the January break. So we're not the kids, other than elementary and like the kids that are like high needs, they'll stay at school, but all middle-aged and like middle school and high school kids are all at home for at least two weeks. And I think that'll probably go even longer. So your boys are at home right now, online schooling. Uh, yeah. Well, starting now, my, my oldest has been doing half days all year and my youngest has been going to school, but, and then I'm working now in a behavior team. So I'm in kindergarten. So our kindergartens are full classes every day. Right. So you're going in. Yeah. So, and masks, full masks, and everything. Oh, yeah, I have to wear a medical deal, like because I transfer between different classrooms. I'm in a different sure, sure. Yeah. so it's all messed up that way. But I think it'll probably come January. I think it'll like it, it'll change in that. I think the numbers will go down. I think they'll keep it riding for a couple more weeks. I can see maybe February before we start getting yeah. to working again. Well, good to see you, man. All the best to you and the family for the uh, for the holiday. Thanks for joining us here, uh, last minute. Uh, yeah, sure. I got your message late, man. I was busy and just didn't get it. So, and then I saw Martin on. I'm like, really? Do I really want to go hang out with that guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Good to see you, man. Take care. Well, great to see Absolute beauty. Yes. And there's a few comments in there too. Anybody reading the comments that uh, Scotty? Scotty knows what he's doing in that department. Uh, yeah. Martin, how about you? Well, uh, last comments from you as we look into the, the holidays. I'm uh, going to enjoy some time with the family. Take uh, take some time off. Um, what's what's Christmas look like for you guys? Yeah, we've got um, 
I've got a couple weeks of work left. We're going to take a week off uh, the first week of January, go up north to uh, to Quebec and enjoy a week at the cottage. We have a family cottage up that way. Um, the kids can enjoy that. Um, so, and then just wait and see what happens uh, in our world. Um, really, it's out of our hands, and we got to do the. Uh, let's not uh, let's not hate it. Let's try and figure out a way to 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 move move forward. Um, and figure it out. And what you guys are doing to keep the interest in the game as much as possible is great. Um, just talking to you guys is giving me the itch. Um, <laughs> it really does. I think uh, I was thinking to myself, the last time I seen, other than Carrie, I think last time I saw the three of you guys um, was at Steve's wedding, Stephen Allison's Steve's wedding. Right? Would have been the last time. I think, um, I can't remember if it was Tim or Dexter. I think you guys were in Sudbury. Were you in Sudbury? I was in Sudbury, yeah. You were in Sudbury, Tim. I mean, yeah. yeah, I saw you in Sudbury. Um, but um, uh, <clears throat> most of my memories from bowling are hanging out with people. It's not the bowling. Um, and this gives me the itch to uh, even come to a WC, uh, WCBT <laughs> event and uh, hey, just to hang out with you guys, play a little bit, and enjoy. Uh, you guys were talking about uh, Jason Procher a little bit in the last episode. Yeah. He doesn't play a lot. Uh, him and I get together to play the club tours and if we do well, we do well, but it's more about hanging out and having a few drinks and uh, seeing the boys. Well, I've always been uh, one of the the friendliest people I've ever met in the game. Uh, You've always been super welcoming. Even when you had, we were young and you had no idea who we were and whatever, you were always super friendly and welcoming and you're an awesome human being. So thank you for coming on today. Thanks for saying that. And uh, again, thank you guys for everything you're doing. Uh, it's great. I signed up to my $2 uh, for Patreon and I recommend anybody that's listening or watching to do that, to support you guys. I didn't know it existed. Um, and as soon as I did, um, I didn't even hesitate. So anybody that is listening, uh, support the show, support what the, the cause, support what you guys are doing. Um, it, it's great that you guys are doing that. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that, man. Yeah. And more Thank to come. Right? It's uh, more. more to a solid 2021. Um, yeah, and, and final comments for me, Martin. Obviously, we've been buddies for a long time, and mm-hmm. look forward to seeing you on the lanes and uh, and even just chirping on the side. So Absolutely. appreciate you, and you've been one of the all time greats there in, in Ontario. So keep your head up and uh, keep on playing, and you'll we'll, we'll see you out there more. So thanks for coming on tonight, buddy. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Martin. So good chat with you. We'll let him go, guys, and we'll keep uh, we'll keep chatting here and wrap her up. Uh, but we'll yep. let Martin go. Take care, Martin. Merry Christmas, bud. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas to you guys. Happy New Year. See you, pal.